The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Give us, I'm Ian Lee, you are... Catherine Boyle. I knew that. Uh, Sam is answering the phone calls, the late night alternative. We're probably the one show, we're not the one show, we're probably the one show on this station uh, that doesn't lie to you guys. We don't lie to you. We don't lie to you to get you angry. We don't lie to you for comedy. We don't lie to you to try and scare you. We just sit here and we tell the truth as it is. Some of you don't like it. Come round here and you touch my things? Is that not what they say? I don't think so. Give us a Pete Rodriguez update. When is he coming on the show, baby? Imminently. Oh, imminently. Imminently. Okay. You know why? Because mm? he likes it like that. Yay! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's the only phone-in show in the world about. Nothing. Oh. I want to bring in one of those. Do it. We'll find out what it's called first, otherwise you can never. Well, you know the big, uh, it's like a big, um, you know. Sometimes they look like a fish. Yeah. You know what I'm going to get? Let's do it. You gotta find out what it's called first. Cabasa. Oh, not now. I'm not hungry. I blocked and muted so many people during the show last night. I might do it again tonight. I might do it again. Thank 
show regular listeners to the late night alternative hashtag tlna mm-hmm. oh by the way we're starting to book dates for our tour next year let's just say brighton and june next year brighton and june next year is looking good bigger venue oh it's looking good let's just say manchester's looking good let's just say glasgow and oh i've, I've bugged it up Okay, um, Bath. I, I, I realise I booked Bath on the same day as I booked Brighton. Oh, you absolutely! It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, big tours coming up to support, to promote, to record our rabbit whole podcast you not heard them they're like this show but good uh if you go to acast or itunes or your usual podcast providers and type in the rabbit hole ian lee or the rabbit hole Catherine boyle it pops up i'll take that it pops up you just download it subscribe and share uh, we'll come around to your house and sing a song what do you want Hello? Yeah. What, what, hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay, I do, you didn't say my name. I, uh, I just, this second called up. Yeah, and I only this second put you on. I don't know who you are. We've uh, just taken your call straight to air. I know, but you didn't say my name. So I don't know no, who you are. How I could I, how could I say your name if I didn't know who's calling up? I'm taking calls straight to air. Okay. How can... If you're going to tell me a joke, or you're going to talk about either... I'm not going to tell you... You're not going to listen to me because you've got no manners. Or if you're going to talk to me about two... One of the two B words, I was just say, put the phone down now and save everybody the time. Maybe you're right, because Boris is... Put the phone down. We don't want the B word here tonight. Put the phone down. There we go, you see, it works. He was grumpy, wasn't he? Considering he's the worst caller I've ever taken in 20 years of phoning radio. It's just like three minutes of Pete Rodriguez <laughs> amping up the vibe. <laughs> completely. <laughs> Don't phone in about either of the B words today. I, I just, oh, it's so, it's so boring. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. Um, anyway, we've got live shows coming up. I've got, I don't, here's, here's the thing. I don't really know where to go with the show tonight. I've, I, I don't, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I think, um, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you. We'll talk about being tired in a minute. This is what I'm going to tell you. Right, so, you know my, um, there was a leak in my bathroom. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Yes. Right. So I mentioned I had a leak in my bathroom yesterday. Been there for a couple of weeks. The carpet, it's an, it was an old lady's house before I moved in. There's carpet. Uh, by the way, if you phone in, I won't be as grumpy to you as I was to that caller. It just gets right on my uh, uh, tits. Um, and I'm still considering, I'm considering, I'm considering a move to Memphis. There's one for you uh, pop fans. I'm considering still getting my left nip-nip pierced. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. This bad boy here. This. It's tiny. 
It's not tiny. It's that tiny. Is a, that is a great nipple. You would have to get. <laughs> that is a great that nipple. That is tiny, isn't it? That is a How great. How is he going to pick? He you, sat. He sat a long distance away. If you that pierce that, that is a great nipple. It will fall off. Get me a compass. I'll do it now. No. Spit on a pen. Is it? You spit on a pen and just poke it through. Stop it. I. I. No. Stop it. What oh, are you doing? I don't know. Smart. Oh, that is a great nipple. That is, it doesn't matter if it's iron, it doesn't matter which one it's got to, show me your nipple. Let's nope. compare nip size. Mine's Don't even call them nips anymore. It's Mine's a, bigger than yours, just take okay. it from me. Okay, alright, Sam, let's see your nipple, please. I wouldn't want to make you jealous. Oh, I'm not jealous of a big nipple, I think it's weird, I bet you've got massive areole. Oh! Thank you. I bet he's got a big massive areole that takes up most of his moob. I'm <laughs> still... Seriously, considering getting my left nipple pierced. I told my kids the other day, that it was the funniest thing. What? So, yeah, I'm thinking it's exactly about my it. reaction. But, but, it's, um, so, my boys are obsessed with nipples. They think nipples are the funniest thing. They keep going, look at, keep going like this. Look at my nipples and lifting their tongue. I don't want to see your nipples. They're beautiful, but I don't want to see them. We're in, we're in Sainsbury's at the moment. It's in a probes. Um, still thinking of getting my left nipple pierced. Anyway. Why the left one? Because that's the straight one, isn't it? I don't know. Which one's the gay one? Which one's the straight <laughs> I don't know. one? Was there ever a gay ear? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do you? Uh, were you there Here's was... the thing: the boys at school thought so. So yeah, probably. But if... the bo the boys at school always would say that the ear that someone had got pierced. Oh, that's the gay ear. Oh, it's the gay ear. Yeah. Gay. Is there? Can, can we? Because I don't think the ear piercing is what made them gay, though. You know, it would be the. <laughs> I'm new to this community, guys, and I'm only, you know, I've, I've, I'm half in, half out. So if we've got any I mean, not staunch, even half, really. if you've got any staunch gays listening, is, can you tell us about the gay ear? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Suddenly we've got a phone in developing gay ears. So this leak in the bathroom, it's not going through the the, the, the floor, coming out the ceiling of the kitchen. It's just the carpet is. Sodden, mm -hmm. right? I, I, to the point where you were growing a weed. There was a, there was a flower growing in it mm -hmm. yesterday. So I phoned up a couple of plumbers, and one plumber said, "Ooh, I'm I'm booked up, so I'll have to do you after hours." And I said, "Well, what does that mean?" He says, "It'll be between six and nine, and it'll be twenty quid an hour more." I went, "You're all right, mate." Then I got a fella, um, and he came round today. He came round today at half past ten, right? First thing he said as he came in. I see you've got a pretend scooter out there. Got my scooter, man. It was a crappy old little scooter from 20 years old. I said, what? I see you've got a pretend scooter out there. Said, what, what do you mean? It's real. He said, yeah, I've got a Lambretta. I said, oh, that's just an old thing I've got because no one's going to nick it. It's just, yeah, it's just an old thing. I like it. Bit of fun. No one's going to nick it. Um, anyway, okay. So then he came upstairs to the bathroom, right? And he so he looked at it and he, he prod in the carpet and he said, right, well, it's coming from under the bath. There is a leak under the bath and the carpet is absorbing it. That's what's stopping it going through the ceiling at the moment, but eventually it will go through the ceiling. He said, can I take up the carpet? Now, the leak was only covering like a third of the carpet. And it's carpet in a bathroom, I know, but can't really afford to get the bathroom done. I said, okay. Now, I didn't know he was going to take up the whole carpet, right? But when I came back later, he'd taken up the whole carpet. Anyway. He hadn't just peeled back the affected area. No, no, no. You could have, you could have cut where it's, where yeah. it's sort of ripped up that. That's what I was hoping he was going to do. No, he'd taken up the whole carpet. So now I've got wooden floorboards, right? And there are pins sticking up all over the place. You can't go in there barefoot. So I'm like, I said, right. So he, he, he said it's, and the bath is kind of like built into the wall. 
right? It's not one of those ones with a plastic bit on the side you can kind of squeeze and pop it out. It's built in. He said, I'm going to have to get under the bath because it's, it's definitely, the leak is coming from under the bath. I said, dude, do whatever you got to do, right? So he's, he, I'm downstairs. I'm Ten minutes of banging. Hang on. See, banging, surely if a leak, you're twisting. Well, you had to, the, the side of the bath is wooden, so he, he had to get through that right. But so he called me upstairs, came down and said, are you decent? I said, yeah. Call me upstairs. He said, and all the carpet's gone and it's in the bath. Right? And there's a hole, a smallish hole in the side of the bath. He said, right, it's not under the bath. I said, okay. He said, what it is, it's the, it's the cold water tap of the sink, right? There's behind it, there were the pipe that goes up, there's a screw, it's a, 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 a nut, a bolt thing. He said, it's come a little bit loose and it's dripping. So it's a really small drip, but over time, and it's, it's, the carpet has absorbed it. He said, what I've done is, I have, um, turned off the water to that tap. I said, okay, so can I use the tap? He said, no. I said, right. Because I said, I don't really use this bathroom. I've got an ensuite. But when my kids come over, they brush their teeth in there and they have a bath in here. So you can use the bath. I said, but can they brush the teeth? He said, well, I've left the hot water on. They could brush their teeth with hot water. Didn't whoa, tell you that, whoa, did whoa, I? whoa, 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 He said whoa. they could brush their teeth with hot water. I mm. went... Okay, I said, look, have you fixed the leak? He said, yes, I have. I said, well, can we turn that tap on? Now I know how to turn the tap off. There's a little screw. I said, now, if you fix the leak, let's turn it on, and I will check back, and if it's still leaking, then I can turn it off down there. He said, fine. I said, he said, I said you fixed this. Yeah, I fixed it. And then he got, I had a dry flannel. He said, put this flannel around it, and, um... Check it in 24 hours, and if it's wet, then there's still a leak, and you need to. I said, okay, fine. Here's the thing, right? So, we went, I'm up there, and the, the carpet is gone, right? And the floorboards are wet. They're really wet, but they'll dry out. They're floorboards. And this is where it got very uncomfortable, right? Because he then said, have you got home insurance? I said, yeah. He said, what's your excess? I don't know. Do you know what your excess is on your no, home insurance? No. I think, I imagine mine's about 300 quid. I don't know. I don't That's know. I'd have to look at my paperwork. There we go. He said, what's your excess? I said, I don't know. He said, right, it's probably about 100 quid. He said, they're normally about 100 quid. He said, what you could do, you're going to need to get these floorboards replaced. Suddenly I'm thinking, oh, Barry Bullshine's in the house. Because I'm looking at these floorboards going, well, they're wet, but they'll dry. They're floorboards. He said, you'll need to get these floorboards replaced. What you could do is, and he said this to me, right? And I said, I thought, okay, I really want you out of my house. He said, you look like a, a decent guy. An honest, decent, straight down the line guy like me. I'm thinking I'm nothing like you. And he said, "What you, what you should do is you should get your insurance co- report this to your insurance company. They will send someone round, and they will. T- I, I, I'm telling you now, it's going to cost you 800 quid to replace this, to replace the floorboards." I'm thinking, right? And he said, "So what they'll do is they'll agree to the 800 quid. You pay the excess." But what I can do is I can work it so that you get the excess back. What? So what he meant was he would overcharge my insurance company so that he could pay me a hundred pounds back for a job that didn't need 
doing? And I'm stood there thinking, I really want to tell this guy to F off out of my house, but I'm a coward. Um, so I went, um, yeah, I'm probably just going to leave the floorboards. He said, well, you're going to need to get them replaced. I said, yeah, at some point in the new year, I'd like to get the bathroom done. I can't afford it. I said, but so I, I'm going to leave them for now. And he went, well, okay, but if you decide otherwise, it's a great way to do it and I'll help you out. Oof. Uh, that's, that's insurance fraud, right? And then he, he, and he told me he'd fix the thing. And he, I said, right, how do I pay you? We hadn't discussed this before. I said, how do I pay you? And he said, 60 quid, you can do it cash transfer, or if you've got cash. Now, I knew I had a few quid in cash, um, and I got my wallet. I said, oh, I've only got 45 pounds, so why don't I just do you a, a, a bank transfer, electronic, pay you electronically? He said, no, 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 I tell you what, if you've only got 45 quid, I'll take that, because, and I quote you, if you do a bank transfer, all the money gets lost in the bank all the money gets lost in the bank? <laughs> All the what? money gets lost in the bank? This guy. I'm thinking what you mean is some of the money goes to tax. Dodgy dodge. You know, the cash in hand. I, I mean, okay. But it was the fact that he went from 60 quid to, oh, you got 45 quid, I'll take that, right? So then he went, I thought, well, at least he's fixed it. And I go up in the bath and I'm looking and I've got all this wet carpet in the bath. And I think I've got to take that to the dump and... Actually, this bathroom is now unusable because but there's wooden floorboards with pins sticking out. So, but at least he's fixed it. So an hour later, I went and checked what had been a completely dry flannel that he'd wrapped around the thing that he'd fixed. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. He hadn't fixed it, so I had to disconnect the tap in the end. Unbelievable. And the thing is, I tried to tighten the nut that needed to be tightened because I could see which one it was now. I knew where the lip was coming from. But you can't get a spanner in there. You can't fit a spanner in there because it's such a tiny hole. He never tried to fix it. He never tried to fix it. He did not have to take up all my carpet. He didn't have to demolish my bath. He's basically, he's buggered up my bathroom. That's what Barry Ballshine has done. Barry Ballshine has buggered up my bathroom. Unbelievable! Your encounters with Barry Bullshine, 0344 I'm so annoyed because the because my kids, I mean, they'd use it. Uh, to be honest, the cats would use it more because they like sitting in the sink, which is a weird thing. But my boys would, would have a bath in there and they would brush it. If I got guests coming over at Christmas, I, they, they would use that bathroom because the shower. You know, yeah. And now I, I've got to say, you, I mean, you can use it if you want, but just be careful of the pins sticking out of the floor. You can't do that. I've got to go around tomorrow with a hammer and try and knock them all in or bend them all over. What a world we live in. Barry Bullshine. And I mentioned this online. And someone said, well, why don't you go on his Facebook page? Because I've got him from Facebook. Um, and give him a bad review. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that because he has my phone number. He has my address. And I was intimidated by him. I was scared of him, you know, and who knows what, I'm not saying he would do this. I don't want to come home and find a brick through my window. I don't want to find my tyres of my, uh, my pretend scooter slash. I don't, I don't want to get involved in a confrontation with mm -hmm. someone I was intimidated by. I don't want him anywhere near my house ever again. Also, speaking from a consumer journalist point of view. Yeah. Before you can go to town on somebody, you've got to give them the opportunity to fix what you say they've not done. Well, also, um... But I'm, you don't want him back in the house. I don't want him back in the house. Also, I'm aware I'm, I'm complicit because I've been involved in a cash-in-hand 
thing that I didn't, I didn't really want to be involved in. I didn't want to be involved in a cash in hand thing. I wanted to pay him electronically. Thank God you didn't go for the insurance oh thing. Oh my God. It's, Imagine. it's balls up. And he's, and as he's leaving, he's going, well, if you do, you know, if you want to get the bathroom done, I can certainly do it for you. I'm thinking, you've done the bathroom already, mate. I'm not letting you install things in there. Absolutely. I don't, I, I struggle with plumbers. I struggle with plumbers. I once told a plumber to get out of my house because he was an effing thief. He said, well, at least let's shake hands. I said, get out of my house, you thief. <laughs> he was, he was, a, he was daylight robbery. Uh, well, uh, your um, experiences with Barry Bullshine, please. 0344 We've got Alfie. We've got Chris. We've got a show. This is the Late Night Alternative. Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. <laughs> The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hey, under a quid for some floorboards. I had my shed done up for not much more than that. They did the entire shed up. I could, I'm not being funny, I could probably lay floorboards at a push. You get the right length and bit. I had trouble tidying it up and doing it completely neatly. But you get, you lift up those floorboards, you lay new floorboards, you see where the struts are, you hammer nails in. My guess is the whole floor wouldn't need doing anyway. 800 quid! Jesus! Can I tell you something? British workmen. I'm putting it out there, I've said it. British Workmen, the only time I have had trouble with workmen is when they've been, excuse me, no, I retract that, English, English workmen. This is the only time I've had trouble, the only time, and I can count one, uh, two, three, I can count, I can think of four off the top of my head. Four times, I've used British English workmen, four times they've balls it up and it's ended up with an argument and them not doing their job. When I've used Albanians, perfect. When I've used the Poles, perfect. A little bit of nudging, but perfect. They did it. English, every single time. Guys, Chris uh, from Pop Talbot is coming up soon, so get your Chris bingo cards ready. Well... First of all, we'll get the hospital business. We'll out, find out that he hasn't got. Let me just let me just check. Hang on a second. Let's just check. Let's just check. Chris, have you got ball cancer? What? Oh, I, I had a terrible day. Did you? What happened? What happened? I walked out to the hospital. No. No. Did they check your balls? No, because they, they said I had a, a two-hour wait. Oh, mate, you've got to wait for that. Oh, I know. I'm. Uh, why did you walk out, man? Were you scared? Were you angry? Yeah, I, I, I excuse me. I said, um, That's one. Do you work here? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Right. And, uh, it's, it's going to be another hour wait. Oh, sorry. Mate, you've got to wait for that. Anyway, That's important. I know, I know, I know. I, 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 there's a private hospital down in Swansea and I'm, I'm going to go there. And I, I, but, but if you, but that's going to take like a week or two weeks. You'd have been seen by now, and you'll have found out that you I, probably I, haven't got ball cancer. You, you, well, I hope I bleed now, then. I hope you haven't as well, because I really, really like your calls. But you'd have that confirmation today if you've just been a bit more patient. I know, I know. Uh, I, I, oh, I know. mate. Anyway. It must be scary. 
well, it still hasn't gone away. It's still the same. Can I just say something that you said yesterday, right? And we kind of went off on a bit of a tangent, but this is important. I know that this doesn't appeal to you, Chris, and that's fine. But do you mind if I address other men? Check your balls. Everyone check your balls. Men check your balls. Girlfriends check your uh, boyfriend's balls. Mums, actually mums probably best not to, but everyone check your balls. I check them all the time. I, I check them, I got told off for checking on a bus the other day. I check them too often. I check my balls too often. I should check my balls significantly less than I do, but I just love doing it. You're very familiar with those balls. Very, very familiar. If anything changes, what you're feeling for is like a hard lump somewhere just a little hard lump a little a little nod a little something check your balls man and as soon as you think that there's something not quite right or you think well that wasn't there when i checked them the other week or i don't remember feeling that go to the doctor i've had the doctor check my balls i was always as a kid i was really afraid of the um hold and cough test i didn't even know what it was is that a true thing yeah it is a true thing i've actually done it and i never knew what it was but i knew that it was a thing that i heard about when i was very young that soldiers did where they would drop their pants someone would hold their balls and you cough right and it terrified me and i i ended up having it done what years ago probably it was all right it's not even once you've done it once it's not even embarrassing i've had a doctor check my balls it's fine man everybody 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 men so half of everybody check your balls just if you're having a shower just check them everybody else check your boobs check your boobs men check your boobs as well because men can get breast cancer peter chris the drummer from kiss had breast cancer so men just everybody just have a little check any little lumps there no any little lumps down there oh no but there's one growing naughty everybody check your bits and pieces because it's a little bit of embarrassment is better than being dead simple as chris welcome back <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about your bathroom. Okay, there we go. It's the hot, it's the hot topic of the night. Eyes down, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a peasant, Lord? Are you a peasant? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, who has carpet in in the old ladies? Is it, I bought the house bed. off an old lady. <laughs> uh, eh? I. <laughs> What colour is it? Is it, is it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is Crap, it, yes. 70s. I'm wet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a pale brown. It's horrible. No, it's even no. got, no, it is. Trust me, I live there. It's even got, the, the main bathroom's even got a day in there. I, I'm trying to think, of, what's it called? The colour 70s. Um, uh, aubergine. Avocado. Avocado. Yeah. Avocado. <laughs> Bloody hell. My first flat had an avocado suite, and it had dark green um, oh, I carpet. I bet it was really posh. No, it wasn't. Carpet. It was an old lady's. And um, and then once we decided to pull up the carpet, we put our hands through the floor because it had been leaking there as well. <laughs> I, it, when uh, the bathroom I used to have, uh, my wife, uh, right, she'd be having a shower upstairs. Next minute, it was water coming through the the bleeding kitchen yeah 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 that's it we had right. the same thing in a flat, I, a flat i lived in the the the, 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 bought the flat and they didn't tell us that the all the grouting had gone in the tiles in the shower and the first shower the people downstairs came banging on the doors you turn that shower off and we could <laughs> never we could never quite get the grouting sorted it was always a little well, leak somewhere there grouting I, I, Grou- I, hang I, on a minute we're talking I, about I, grouting I, hang on a minute chris 
we're talking about grouting. This is just one above potholes. Oh, we yeah. have I, to I abort. 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 Will you shut up? Abort. <laughs> Will you shut your face? Abort. <laughs> Abort. You haven't. I've done grouting. Can we stop <laughs> talking about grouting? Stop shouting about grouting. He's saying I've never done grouting. I've grouted. Can we please <laughs> stop Catherine, grouting? Have you done any grouting? No, I've watched it done though. Does that count? Uh, Can no. we stop talking about grouting? Stop. No more grouting. Anyone, anyone mentions grouting again after ne after the bell rings? Uh, then they get cut off. Quick say, quick, quick say, quick, Chris. Grouting, 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 grouting. See, you haven't got you haven't got me on on the bingo thing because I haven't said anything that I normally say. Okay, Kath, write down your four things. Um, right, hang on. Well, just wait there. Just keep your keep keep. Are we writing down? We're playing Chris Bingo now. Write down your four things. We all know what they are. Um. Let me get a bit of paper. Mm, okay, I got my four things. I got some. I've got some. Um, by the way, Jeff, if you're listening, please make some of the proper uh, Chris Bingo cards. I've got. I'm, I'm playing a little bit fast and loose with some of these. I've got some unusual ones. Have you got your four, Sam? Catherine, have you got your four? Yes. If you are playing uh, at home, you need four things you think Chris is going to say. Whoever gets them first. going to do it. Sorry? Sorry, Chris? I know. Uh, even though I don't know what I'm saying. You haven't got to say anything. Just be you. Just be you. And you're you're a confident Welsh blind man. Oi, I'm there not is. blind. Hey, I've got that. two. Oi, and I'm not blind. I've got two. I've got two. <laughs> How many have you got, Sam? Go on. You got oi? Oi. Oi. I, I got I, two. I almost, swore, I almost swore then. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I got two. Excellent. <laughs> oi, I'm not blind. <laughs> yes. Um, did you go into... Oi, stop ringing that bell. Do I can... It's, yeah. it's nothing... Oi. Uh, uh, nothing wrong with my urine. I, I with your urine? urine. <laughs> nothing wrong with your urine. Um, did you go? What's not that? Uh, what's that? Urine. What's that uh, shop opposite you that you go to? Oh, 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 oh. oh. Huh. Is it Lidl? What? No, they they came to me over the shop, and it's a nice woman over there. What does she do? What does she do though? She's offered to go to Marks and Spencer's. Yeah, but what does she what does she want to give you when what does she want to give you when you're in the shop? Oh, you, stop being rude. I'm not being rude. I, she, I can't remember. She wants to give you something, doesn't she? Yes. What? Oh, you, you, you no. It, <laughs> I know she gave me a phone number. No, no, I, I don't. Oh, want oh no, she didn't. Okay. I thought she I thought she shouted out something once when you were in the shop. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, the girl, Alice. It's, it's, what did she say? Uh, talking about bleeding condom. Yes! Oh. <laughs> I, know, it's, I got <laughs> three out of four, <laughs> baby! <laughs> three out of four! <laughs> right. Can I get a five? Sorry? What else do I say? Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say. Kath, oh. you can try and lead him a bit if you want. No, I don't. Okay. Go on. You're welcome to... Uh, you sure? Yes. Are you sure, though? You, where are you from, Lynnethley? No, I'm from Cardiff. Are you? You said I, you weren't from Cardiff. 
I'm you surprised you can You said yesterday you weren't from Cardiff. Well, I lie. Oh, great. Absolutely. I'm a t- I, I lie, I lie. It's like, like that girl in... You told me that you were place. married to a, to a Chinese lady. Did he? What? You remember, Chris, you phoned me up once and said you were married to two... You married two Chinese ladies. Don't try and wind me up. I'm no. not trying to wind you up. <laughs> you I've said... Never been, I've never... You said you'd, tra- you'd been to China and you'd married two Chinese ladies. I did... I... I've never said anything like that. You did. You said you were, when you were in the army. Oh, he's winding me up. I'm not winding you up. You said when (laughs) you were in the army, you travelled to China and married two Chinese ladies. Go on. At the same time. Right, I still still think you got a a dodgy bathroom, so you can wind me up. (laughs) I've never told you anything about bloody... Um, Oh. I've been married once. Okay, well, you told us about that, and that was a very tragic ending. Yes, it was. Um, have you uh, had any iPods stolen off you recently? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had that he would no. laugh three times before he said anything. Did you? Yes, man! <laughs> well done, well done, Sam! This is a great game, Chris. What happened then? Sam predicted that you would laugh. Why did you ping me then? Sam predicted that you would laugh three times before saying something. Oh, charming. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one for for tomorrow. Right. I'll I'll turn into, um, right, see, being stereotypical and being Welsh. um, I thought you were Scottish. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, he's oh, he's not when rising. He, he, well he, done, Chris, for not rising. Well done, Chris. You've not you're not risen. I, <laughs> I, I. Huh. Uh, time's running out. Any, anyway, at least I time's running out. Ten, yeah. nine, I, eight, seven, six, five. Game's coming four, to an end, Chris. Anything three, you want to say before you go? One. People on doing the... Too late. Too late. Thank you, Chris. He's right about your carpet, though, isn't it? Um, okay. Well, I got oi, not blind, and condom. Yeah. I didn't get what you talking about. That's what I was trying... That's what oh. I was t- t- telling him rubbish, because I didn't get... What, Sam, which ones were you missing? Uh, I was missing I do apologise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and come on now. <laughs> Catherine, what were you after? Behave. Shut up, you. And what do you mean? <laughs> it's a good game. I do Chris, love Chris. Chris is a very, very good sport. Um, thank you, Chris. Uh, Alfie, stay there. We'll come to you next. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, and a little bit of Sam. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Evening, Alfie. Hello, how are you? Very well, Alfie. What have you got for us tonight, please? Oh, it was just I was driving home and I was listening to you talking about getting your nipple pierced. Yes. Oh, ah. Are you a, a nipple piercer? I did. About uh, 97, 98, got my nipple pierced. On, uh, we took it out a couple of years ago. Yeah. You took them out a couple of years ago? No, so I took them out. I had only one pierced. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Why do you want to get it done? Because I want to be like you, Alfie. I want to be a man. He's not going. The reason why I got it done... Yeah. Was, uh, Billy Connolly was on the Wogan show. Yeah. Oh. And he got he got his nipple pierced. He showed, he showed Wogan it. And I goes, that's the coolest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. 
so and I went and got it done. But then ridiculously, ridiculously painful. One of the most painful things I ever got done. In my oh, life. now suddenly I'm I'm not so yeah. interested. It, is no. it? I, I thought the nipple had very no. little feeling. Mm, well, I don't know. I near fainted. Oh, can they? Do they give you? Do they knock you out? Is there an anaesthetist there? Imagine going to a tattoo well, parlor and getting an anaesthetist. <laughs> no, but well. So, Alfie, how work, old were you when you had it done, mate? Twenty-five, twenty-six. Okay, and you did it just because Billy Connolly had had it done yep. on the telly. Yep, I love yep. it. How, how how dumb are we men? How dumb are human oh, beings, Alfie? Excellent, brilliant. <laughs> you got to do things just for the hell of it sometimes. And what did you have through it? Did you have? Because I want um a, like a bolt through it. No, well, I just wanted it done, so I didn't really know. So I left it with a girl in the and the uh, tattoo piercing place to sort it out, and it was just like a the ball. You know, the circle lad with a ball on the end of it. The, like a, um... Like a door knocker. <laughs> a tiny yeah. door knocker to your heart. Like the thing that goes through the bull's nose. Yeah! <laughs> I imagine it being like a little bolt going through mine. Okay, yeah. Whatever. That would work. But when you say it's the most painful thing you've ever had done, is it more painful than bashing your knee on a coffee table? Well, I've broke my wrist, and I put the two bones out through it, and I had to get it rebuilt with three pins. Yeah. That was his similar pain. Ooh, of nipples. Maybe I, uh, uh, you know, but it was, um, when, the, do you know how they actually do it? Do you know what? I don't, I don't, I assume, listen, let me tell you how I think they do it, and you can tell me if I'm right. They get a lump, uh, an ice cube, and they, um, you know the ice cube, like one side of the ice cube, it has like a dip. They put your nipple in the dip this is genuinely how I imagine it, Catherine, so I don't know what you're laughing for. They put your nipple in the dip of the <laughs> ice cube. <laughs> the nip so dip. The nip dip. And they hold it there for like, I don't know, a minute, two minutes, so it numbs your nip. And then they whip that off, and they have like a tiny little, like a gun that Skewer. fires a... Let me, I'm just telling you how I think it's done. A tiny little gun. Well, it's a normal sized gun, but it has like a tiny little... <laughs> thing that comes out and they hot, they get your nipple, they do it like this, they yeah. get the nipple and they, they pull it, they get the work experience to pull it and then they get the gun and they put it through <laughs> and it fires through and comes back and then they put the ice back over it to stop you um, getting a very serious disease. That's what I think, no. Alfie, am I close? No. no, well, that wasn't the way like, I had it done. Okay. You might have been watching different videos. Yep. Um, the way what do you the way they've done it to me, I don't know what's right or wrong or it was one of those red. They bit it with coffee. their teeth. <laughs> they, sent, no, they sent me upstairs, you know, lady on like a barber's chair. Yeah. I remember it from her twenty years ago. Um same thing. She put her gloves on, but they have this thing that's like a vice grip. You know what a vice grip is? Uh, uh like well, a pair of pliers. Yeah. Yeah. So there is there your nipple a wee bit and then they clamp it. They clamp your the nipple. nipple. I've now they clamp your nipple until it draws out and it draws the nipple out. I have used nipple clamps in the past. Um, yes. It's not something I'm I'm afraid of. Oh, brilliant! Okay, excellent. Uh, so were they tiny <laughs> ones? Yeah, they were tiny ones with a chain. And then no, I mean because you've got tiny nipples. <laughs> Get stuffed! <laughs> Don't nipple shame me, <laughs> idiot. Carry on, Alfie. Ignore her. She's been <laughs> <st> been <laughs> really ridiculous. So, okay, so they put the clamp on and the, the nipple sort of draws out and then they clean it with a bit of alcohol. Now, then, it's not a gun, but it's like a pin, and it's that point where they push it through slowly, and that's where you're going, holy moly, what the f am I doing this for? 
and put it through slowly. You look down, you go, ah, then to pull it out, and the screw the ball end on and pull the bit that stays in through. But it's actually just the point where the pushing it through the nipple is ridiculously painful. But there won't be that much blood, will there? Because there's no, no blood in the nipple. It's, it's just a wee trickle. It's literally just little a trickle, trickle from the nipple. Yep, that's it from the side of it. Which I think was an album by Yes in, in the seventies. Um, okay, and then do they put the um, nip ring straight in? Yeah, more or less. They make the hole, and as they're pulling the the lard out, that make the hole with. They sort of push it in. Push it round and there's the wee, the wee clavis. And then how long until it's sealed so that you can, you can, because obviously you buy a collection of nip rings. Christmas is coming. Yeah. Right. How long until you can swap, swap your nip rings over? I, I left the same one in for like, oh, 15 years. Oh, you're disgusting, Alfie. I have to clean it and you swivel it around. You, you swivel it around. Yeah. And yeah. in, inside, because the scar tissue, so it's not sore. Did you ever, and if this is too personal, Tell me, did you ever get a partner to tie a little bit of string around it and and yank it, it <laughs> yank right. it just as you were about to um, complete no, the deal? But I had, a, I had a girlfriend that didn't actually like the look of it, and she used to make my put sticky plasters over the top of it. Oh no! Which, <laughs> I don't know what that. But I had a well, there was another girl that she did like to yank it and muck about with. You muck about with it, or flick it. Flick it. Well, and so you've taken it out now. Yes. And what was what 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 was the deciding point? No, I had to go and get a CT scan for on something, and then they said about jewelry, metal, because you have to go inside the thing, and a lot will take it out, and I just sort of took it out and never put it back in again. Oh man, alive! But it's quite a hard. I tore it one time. Uh, do, you, do you know bar fences? Say that again, Alfie. Your line just dropped out for a second. Yeah. Do you know what a six bar fence is? Out on a field, you know, you have a, you have a gate with six bars on yeah. it. Yeah. I was sort of rolling over the top of it one time, and I caught the nipple on it with a nipple ring. Oh. You know what I mean? Through the T-shirt. That was extremely painful. Oh. Um, but then also, the I would be worried that torturers, um, torturers would, they can, you, you know, you can pull a nipple off. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, this is absolutely true, Alfie. Do you know? What the most common thing after cut those water bottles and things, the most common thing that are swept up from the um, uh, route of marathons are? Oh, asthma. I'll tell you. The is nipples. Oh, shit. Nipples, this is true. This is true. Nipples, this is, this is true, this I've is why- I've a nipple rub, yeah, but never nipple This is why you're supposed to put either Vaseline, you're supposed to put either, it's true, you're supposed to put either Vaseline or plasters over your nips, because if you've got a top on, and it, you, 26.3 miles of that, nipples fall off. <laughs> that is not even a joke! It depends on the t-shirt they're wearing. Exactly, exactly, you, you can spend like, a, get a proper t-shirt, if you're just wearing, yeah, you, you know- proper, Yeah, yeah, proper base layer, 20 odd quid stick it on and you can run away. So you, would you consider getting your nipple pierced again? I don't know. It's not saying no. It's not saying yes. No, I, I'm not saying no, saying yes. But I don't think, uh, I'm sort of past that time in my life where we get any entertainment out of it. Okay, alright, alright. So you, everything's, so all opportunities are down. Yeah. Would you get the, um, the, my boys find them fascinating to the point I'm terrified they're going to do it. The, the airwaves in the ear. You know the big holes in the ear? I have a friend who has various different 
using different piercings, and he has a couple of them. And no, I don't think, you know, he started off with one, and then he got it out bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's like the size of, well, what you say, a pound coin. Ugh. You know, and you can see through it, and you're going, that's there forever. Yeah, you, know, you can't get rid of that. Well, you can have that, it chopped that, that, off and eaten up. Yeah, but it's still very visible. Yeah. What, I mean, so I, I'm, I used to be really against tats, and I used to be one of those radio hosts that will come on and rant against people with tats. Now I don't, I don't care. Probably wouldn't get one myself. I might do. But, um, actually I, I, I've got quite a lot of respect for body art, and, um, I, I can understand, I can understand why people will get them. I do think sometimes people have too many, but I'm not gonna call them out for that. That's their decision. But I do not get, the holes in the ears. That's the that's the one thing you think. Come on, I never even had my ears pierced. No, or a tattoo. I just decided to get my nipple pierced because Billy Conley had it. So I don't. What was the gay ear, Alfie? Do you do you know? There is there there is a gay one. Even the nipples, I don't know. I just asked her, and she laughed, and she pierced my. Let's see, it's my left one she pierced. Yeah, I don't know that. It's the one I want done. It's the one closest to my heart. Alfie, I really appreciate your wisdom on this subject. Thank you. No problem at all. Thank you, mate. Enjoy talking to you. That was a good call. Here we go. This is the Lost Soul says, be careful with your new fishing magnet. It would rip the tiny nipple right off. That is true. I would have to be very careful with that because I have ordered a fishing magnet set. I ordered one for me and I ordered a smaller one for the boys. Sunday, we're going magnet fishing. Um, And um, I had a big discussion with my nine-year-old today when I told him about it. Uh, we had, we were really talking about the ethics of it. What happens if we find gold? I said, right. He said, would we, ha- would we be able to keep it? I said, well, we probably, I said, I don't quite know the rules, but, um, if someone saw us, we'd probably have to hand it into the police, um, reluctantly and, and just keep our fingers crossed that no one claimed it. Um, so I'd have to be careful with my nips. Uh, Alistair, stay there. We're going to come to you in a second. Let's go to Leslie first. Good evening, Leslie! Hello, Ian. Hello, Leslie. What can we do for you this evening? Um, first time call, and I don't think I can top that last conversation. <laughs> well, what have you got pissed? I don't want to know. <laughs> Are you in France? I am. Parlez-vous français? Eh, uh, un peu. Uh, Catherine, please, do, conduct the rest of this en français. Hello. Oh, no, Catherine's an expert. <laughs> I'm new here. Ah, <laughs> I'm sure you speak better French than I do. It's been a long no, time for me. Non, je un peu, désolé. Whereabouts in France are you? I'm in the Vienne. Oh, beautiful. I don't know where that is. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you are you living there now? I live here. I've lived here for about four and a half years. I came on holiday, fell in love with the sky, and it just kind of happened by accident. Did you say the sky or this guy? No, the sky. I fell in love with the sky. The sky is so clear okay, here. Okay, gosh. Sky. Wow. And it's fantastic, and you realise how small we are. And it's just wow, you've had like a proper spiritual, <laughs> you've had a proper spiritual awakening. Possibly, who knows? <laughs> no, it sounds, um, it sounds great. I would love, I'm at a stage in my life where I could quite happily now go and live in another country. I wouldn't be able to live yeah. in a continental country. I, I could, but I don't speak the language. And I do, I'm one of those people that I feel if I go and live in a, in a country where they have a different language, I should learn the language. And I'm terrible yeah. with languages. Terrible. Yeah, well, you don't get the most out of the country unless no. you embrace the whole culture. So oh. that's what I'm trying to do. But because it wasn't really planned and advanced and I didn't have time to learn the language, so I'm kind of learning as I go now. And the, there's so much space here and land is cheap and I've just surrounded myself by hairy animals. <laughs> 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 
Um, well, yeah, I could do it. The only thing stopping me is is the kids. Is is, is the kids? Yeah. Even, do you know? What? I'm getting to a point, Leslie. Yeah. Where I kind of think I could work around that as well. You could. You could do a bit of both. I think. I think I could. There's a part of me that thinks I could see the kids less. I, I feel really guilty saying that. Actually, I feel really. Um, a bit cruel saying that, no, but I think I could, I could make it work. Quantity. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, Leslie, what have you called in for? Well, I feel a bit boring really after the last conversation. I, I heard you the other night talking about magnet fishing. Oh, yes, yes. And I'd, I'd actually been watching a lot of that because I do metal detecting as a hobby. Yeah. And uh, I'd been watching a lot of that on YouTube. Loads like of people different. have been saying. Yeah. That, they, that watching magnet fishing on, fishing on YouTube is really <laughs> hypnotic. It really is, because I ended up watching about seven or eight in a row, and I thought, this is ridiculous, it's stealing so much time. <laughs> um, but then I also discovered crochet. <laughs> well, I'm quite embarrassed to say that. Crochet. I discovered, so I taught myself to crochet through yeah. YouTube. And, and this is where my idea, it was ages ago, and now it doesn't seem so good. But I thought it would be quite interesting as a call-in to find out what people have learned simply through YouTube. I'm up for that. That's Loads. a great call-in. Face painting. Yeah, it might give me inspiration for another hobby. I <laughs> learned the introduction to Fire and Rain by James Taylor on the guitar. Did you? Yeah, uh-huh. I did. I did, yeah. Catherine? I learned face painting, balloon modelling. <laughs> this is for the kids, for the parties. What else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know those... Um, Cookies where they kind of, they do this icing where you kind of do the outline of the icing and then you, fl- I think it's called flood icing. I, I learned how to do that. Right. I learned how to change a light bulb on a car. Well done. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I looked mine up. I didn't actually get around to doing it, but now I know that with a Citroen Picasso you go in through the boot. Yeah. And you change the bulb from there rather than take. I could change the, I could change <laughs> the headlights, but it was always very fiddly and took me ages. And I thought, there's got to be an easier way of doing this. And so I went on YouTube and I went, oh, you just unscrew that. YouTube's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really easy when you're just watching it. <laughs> yeah. Rubik's Cube I did the other week with the help of YouTube. Oh. Oh, and without taking the stickers off. I didn't take... They're not stickers anymore. Oh. Are they not? No, it's like moulded <laughs> Professor stuff. Rubik's really has found the uh, way to stop that hack. Exactly. YouTube's brilliant. I don't know how... Yeah, I don't know how we managed before. I don't need to ask my dad for any advice anymore. I just need to go to YouTube. Hey, we'll throw that out, Leslie. That's a great one. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What have you learnt from YouTube? Oh, I learnt how to play the ukulele on YouTube. Can I also say a very short... very... Uh, quick thing that I don't think gold is magnetic so you're probably not going to find gold with your magnet you're the second person to tell me that um precious metals I don't think are magnetic what about silver I think I saw that on one of my videos what about silver I don't think so what about okay hang on a minute what if it's in a treasure box that is thank you it's exactly what I was about to say you might be able to pull up a safe that's got gold in it but the gold itself. Yeah, exactly. Fit. Well, that's what I meant. I, that, I thought that was obvious. I didn't know I had to explain that. So, design fault and Leslie and Catherine, <laughs> up your bums, is what I'm saying. Uh, Catherine's no, bums just. Bums magnetic either. Bums okay. are not magnetic. Um, no. That's correct. Uh, Catherine's just showing me a picture of where you live. Not like your house. Ah, uh, uh, oh, good. But, but <laughs> love, yeah, and I completely we get know it. where you live. Oh, I like you, Leslie. Um, Thanks. Do give us a call again, won't you? Uh, I will, yeah. Wicked. Nice one. Thank you very much. There you go. That's a couple of nice callers. N- nice new callers. Like, Alistair, you'll be the first call after the news. Stay there, my friend. Um, 0344 
499-1000. What have you learned from YouTube? We'll have that, definitely. Anything else you fancy, just please, let's try and avoid all the B words tonight, if we can. This is The Late Night Alternative, Kath, Ian, me, it's me, and Sam, on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good. I've not seen that film before. It's a nice little film there. Uh, my Abbey Road box set, waiting to be. Um, I've not listened to the Beatles, the double album. Sorry, I d- dumped that there because Catherine swore. I've not listened to the double <laughs> album, the Beatles. You guys may know it as the White Album. Excuse me. It, no such album exists. It's not called the Beatles, and I've still not listened to that. But it's not one of my favourite albums. Whereas Abbey Road. Abbey Road is joint first. Abbey yeah, Road with the greatest hits. 
What's, what's the Alan Parker? What's your favourite Beatles album? Best of the Beatles. <laughs> uh, Abbey Road and Revolver are the two that really. If 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 push if push came to shove, I would probably go Abbey Road. But not Rubber Soul. Uh, Rubber Soul's great. Do you know what turns me off, Rubber Soul? The, the I'd rather see a dead little girl be than to be with another mm. man. It's, that's it's such a, a, a horribly violent. And we know that John Lennon had a history of, of uh, wife beating, we call it assaults on his female partners, certainly with um, uh, Cynthia, certainly with, with Cynthia. Uh, there are varying accounts. Some say it was only once, as if only once makes it okay. Some say it was, it was probably more than that. Um, so to hear him sing a song about, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. Uh, something about losing my head, little girl, and I won't know where I am. You kind of think, well, that's a little bit... Even without his violent history, it's a little bit... Oh, you know, it's a horrible song. Uh, so I do like Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul's in the top... Five. I mean, I, I, I don't make me right. You don't have to choose. I, I do. Rubber Soul is it's, it's probably number four. Right. I'd say. After the best of the Beatles. Please stop doing that. <laughs> found a great, at last I found a Beach Boys podcast. Right, It's been going for two years. I only just found it. And the first episode is the two guys. goes on for an hour. It's great. It's the two guys ranking their top ten Beach Boys albums. And every one I'm going, no, you're wrong. You're so wrong. Love You is a terrible album. You know that Love You, don't you? Beach Boys Love You. Mm. It's the one, 1977, I want to say. And... Brian, they kind of fed Brian Wilson enough cocaine that he went into the album and made a studio, went into the studio and made an album pretty much on his, uh, on his own. Um, uh, here's one of the tracks from, uh, Beach Boys Love. It's somehow, I, I don't like it. People love it. I think it's a terrible, terrible record. Um, it, uh, uh, here we go. Here's, here's one of the songs. What do the planets mean? And have you ever seen sunrise in the morning? It shines when you were born. Saturn has rings all around it. I looked the skies and I found it. So Okay, okay, I see what you mean. It's, people love it. I think it's awful, but people go, no, no, no. It's really deep because Brian Wilson was he was in a lot of pain at the time, and it's him playing all of the instruments. And you think, yeah, but it sounds awful, um, and it just sums up where he was. Right, he was at home doing cocaine and watching TV. So then he writes songs like this. Here we go. Well, hang this one, Alistair. We'll come to you. We'll, we'll stop. We'll stop doing niche music things in a second. I promise. But um, I, just this album, man. He sits behind his microphone. The song's called Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. He speaks in such a manly tone. Oh, okay. That's where it was going. <laughs> Every man comes on and 
says here's Johnny. There we go, it's a great line. Every night at 11.30, he's so funny. No, no, no. Johnny and funny do not rhyme. Um... Uh, the, 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 shall I play the big ballad from the song, the, from the album? This is this is called Love is a Woman. This is a big ballad from it. Love is a woman So treat her tenderly tonight Love is a woman So give her Just treat her nice And you'll find a woman is love <laughs> one, 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 one more, one Good more God um, Oh, what's the song? Um, what's the song that has the line um oh hang on this uh, this is this is the worst one uh, beach boys love you let me I, I know we lose listeners when i do all this i'm really sorry but 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 uh roller skating child is probably not ding dang honking down the highway good time um oh here we go here we go here we go this is this is uh i think it's it's this one i think it's this one here we go this is flipping incredible man this is this is incredible it's a good time by the beach boys My girlfriend Betty, she's always ready to help me in any way. She do my cooking, she's always looking for ways she can make my day. And when I'm looking at her, the sound of fear to patter on rainy days like today. Get you feeling warmer, and you know what that can be too. Wait for the next verse, it's the next verse. Maybe it won't last, but what do we care? My baby and I just want a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to the next verse about his other girlfriends. Oh, my baby <laughs> and I just want a good time. Friend Penny, she's kind of skinny, and so she needs her falsies on. Falsies? Yeah, my girlfriend Penny, she's kind of skinny, so she needs her falsies on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. She don't like cooking, but she's so good looking. I miss her when she's gone. We get the idea. It's old homework. <laughs> it's a terrible record. People love it. Some people say it's the best album. I, I just... <laughs> wow, a song with the word falsies in it. I never thought I'd be hearing that tonight. Good evening, Alistair! Evening, then, people. How's it going? Uh, did, he call us, did he call us young people? M people. Oh, okay, okay. I got excited then for a second. I thought we were still young to someone, but not to this guy. <laughs> hey, Alistair, what you got for us tonight? Uh, well, I was just thinking while you playing uh, Beach Boys. Yes. Um, you know, um, Brian, I don't know the full story, and you may know more. Uh, ben Brian Wilson was um, 
kept prisoner by his manager. Dr. Lander, yes. Yeah. Do you think that, um, the family should have tried harder to release him? Wow, this is a heavy, heavy question. Um... This is a very heavy question. So, Doc, uh, D- Brian Wilson was was treated by this Dr. Landy, who may or may not have been a, a doctor. We're no one's one hundred percent sure, um, and he manipulated him, and he kept him prisoner, and he made a load of money off him. For, for, to start with, Alistair, the the other Beach Boys were very grateful because it, it saved Brian Wilson's life, and it made right. him at least for a while slightly productive. Um, but then, when they started to realise that there were actually really serious problems, and they couldn't get through to him, and even his mum couldn't get through to him, it took a long time. Time because Dr. Landy had conservatorship. He was legal. They, the uh, Beach Boys had signed over Brian Wilson to him. He owned Brian Wilson's ass. And it's a really long, complicated route. It takes years to break through that. And also, they didn't know how bad it was for a long time because Brian wasn't allowed to speak to them. They weren't allowed to speak to him. And the Beach Boys uh, were told, oh, Brian doesn't want to speak to you. Brian doesn't want to speak to you. So they went, oh, screw Brian then. You didn't even see his kids, did you? Didn't he? see his kids? No, 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 no. Oh, it's horrendous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, it is horrendous. Anyway. Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, I'm just ringing, I'm just making sure I'm not in trouble with you guys. What, what have you done? Have you, have you killed someone? What's happened? No, I emailed you. What about? I didn't get an email. Ask, asking you, well, I, I sent up one of the pictures from Bath. Oh, yeah. But I also um, asked if whether or not you guys could unblock me on the internet, on the Twitter, I mean. Oh! Yes! Oh, I'll happily do that. Remind me who you are on Twitter. Uh, at Alistair58. Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't see that part of the message. I didn't see that either. I, I just saw the picture. Um, I'm locked. No, I said that, I, you know, I would understand if, um, if you didn't want to. I'm locked, no. Room. We're all good. I'm blocked. You are unblocked. Oh, brilliant. There you go. I'll send you the other photos now. Well, they're all the same, so I mean, maybe you don't need them. <laughs> Uh, no, you're on block, brother. It's it's all good. It's all uh, it's all uh, good to see you uh, on the mend. Yeah, um, I, I I was a bit of a, a wimp today, though, Ian, because well, um, did you not get a nip? I made an appointment to see the GP, and then I cancelled it because yeah, oh. I thought because I was going to talk about um, him referring me because I don't think that he can do it. Yeah, he'd have to refer me to the mental health to introduce the Venla vaccine. Okay. Um, and then I thought to myself, laying in bed, look, do I really want to go through this when I'm just sort of still... Early days. ...finding my bearings, if you know what I mean. Early, early days. Early, what, you six months sober? Six, yeah, five oh. months on, on Thursday. Congratulations. Early Thank days, you. man. No rush. No rush. No rush. Okay. Get, oh, listen, I can't tell you what to do and only you know how you feel. Get, sure. a, get a year under your belt. Get a year yeah, yeah, about before you start thinking about. I, I would suggest, from my personal experience, I, I, I wanted to get a year under my belt before I started messing around with medications and stuff like that. Get a year under your belt. Get that. Uh, was it black? I think a black key ring in NA. I don't know what it is in AA. A black chip, probably. Get a year under your belt, and then then start. You know, then talk to your sponsor. Then talk to your doctor. Then talk to us. You know, then start looking. There's no rush. No. It's a marathon, no. not a sprint, Alistair. I'm sure you've heard that a few That's times. Right. And I've got a YouTube one for you. Oh, you go. Yeah. 
Um, basically, I learnt safely how to remove a bass unit from a speaker. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, things you have learnt from YouTube. Alistair, thank you, thank you, thank you, and a pleasure to unblock someone who's putting so much effort into turning their life around. Switchboard's empty. Let's take phone calls straight to air for a little bit, half an hour or so. Let's just see where we get. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Computer warming up for tomorrow's shows. Gaps are uh, not a, a, any technical um, deficiency in in our part or Sam's part. It's the computer loading up. Is that right? It's loading up tomorrow's jingles and stuff. No, so um, I don't know if you noticed, but they obviously cut a bit out of all the jingles recently, and so some of them are edited a bit sloppy. Oh, I didn't know that. What's that for? What are to they make taking more room out? for adverts? Huh? To make more room for adverts? Or no, what? as in they've they've removed the tagline of the station. We'll, what was it? We'll get. We have ways we'll of making get, you we'll talk. We'll get you talking. That's gone from everything. Is that gone? Yes. We don't say that anymore. No. Why? Mm. That's not funny because I saw it on my. I was looking at my DAB and I was listening to talk radio, which is rare for me um, because um, I, I don't like right wing shit staring. But <laughs> it didn't say we'll get you talking, and I, I clocked that. So that's gone. Yeah. So that's why some of the coming out of the break sound a little bit messy because they just cut that bit out. Can I call a, uh, a show meeting, guys? What the hell is going on with this place? Where the, someone says, right, we're going to drop the slogan for the radio station, but it's in all the jingles. Just cut it out. But it will sound crap. I just cut it out. It will sound crap. Yeah, just cut it out. We could record some new ones. It'd be really, really easy. It'll take us an hour. Nah, don't worry about that. Just cut it out. What's going on? Kath? <laughs> don't look at me. Sam? These two cowards don't want to speak out. I will speak out. It's a disgrace. <laughs> I do a great Scooby-Doo impression. My boys genuinely think it's the best thing I do, which is quite sad. Mm. Huh? <laughs> Zyke Scoob! Zyke Scoob! <laughs> I, I can do a whole Shaggy and Scooby scene. Go on then. <laughs> Zyke Scoob! I'm gonna put my penis in you! What? <laughs> I don't do that for the kids. I missed that one. I don't do that for the kids. So they've got, okay, so that's gone. How long has that been? That's been a while then, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd, yeah a month or two, I think. Good for them. Good for them. Moving forward. I like it. I want to say to the bosses, bold move. I want to say to the people that edited it, great, you did the best you could with uh, the things you had to do. I want to call out Sam and Catherine uh, for being disrespectful. Um, nothing to do with me. I respect it. I think if um, Denny, um, what's the guy, Niall, the guy above Denny, what's his name, Niall? Liam. 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 Scott. Scott. God. The le- the no, no, I'm not talking about Rupert. There's one between Scott and Rupert, the lady. The lady. Rebecca Brooks. That's the one. If that's how they want to play it, it's fine by me. Right, we're taking your calls on Brexit. <laughs> When's it going to happen? Oh three four four. Oh dear. Four nine nine one thousand. Let's take calls straight to air for a bit. Let's. Let's. Uh, I'm always aware that when I play obscure Beach Boys music. I, I, we lose a lot of listeners. I'm aware of that, but sometimes I just can't stop. I think it helps sort the wheat from the chaff. Mm, mm, we just mm. want the keepers, the ones that will persist. Uh, what you got for us, Boyley? What are uh, you doodling? A, a buh. Oh, you are doing a buh. Mm. Oh, she is doing a buh. Um, persistence. I appreciate that in a person. Sorry? 
The law has finally caught up with a Chinese prisoner who went on the run 17 years ago. Oh, I think there should be uh, a time limit. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, as long as you're like, like, like a nonce or, a, you know, like you've m murdered no more than four people, if you're out of prison for 12 years, you should be a free man or woman. Well, this guy is bad, a bad man. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be said, 17 years, he deserves some kind of props. He deserves a break, doesn't he, line one? Hello? Hello, line one? Hello? Hello, line one? Have you been on the run for 17 years? What, me? Yes! Oh, me? Jeez, man, yes! I thought you would know my name by now. I'm... I neither know <laughs> nor care. I'm doing theatre! Of course I know your names! Good evening, Ray! The name of this station is Talk Radio. Write it down. Of course I know your names, guys. They come up on the screen. Oh, but I can't see them because I'm on the other side of I'm the screen. I'm doing theatre! Here's the thing. Let's rip the curtain down. Let me show you my old boobs. When the, you phone in, your name comes up, and I see it, and I know it. And when I do line one, I can see who it is. When I say hello, line two... But look, you what? The next calls that come in, I'll greet them by name. The magic will be gone. Don't, don't. I'm doing it. I'm don't, doing it. Don't. Doing it. They don't deserve it. I'm doing it. When they phone in, I will greet them by name, and the magic will be gone. The whole thing of call straight to air being vaguely dangerous is gone. I it's so hope the next call is withheld. There we go. There we go. Let's watch the magic go. Hello, Greg and Leighton Buzzards. Oh, hello. The magic's gone. Oh, you sort of confused me a bit then. I, I don't think I confused you. I think life confused you. <sighs> so, so I'm, I'm easily confused, Ian. Uh, tell me about it, man. As, as, as I get yeah. nearer and nearer to 50, to 50, um, my mum's birthday tomorrow, guess how old she is? Um, 70. No, nope. have a guess, Kath. She's a bit older than my parents. I reckon she's about 67. No, she's not. And how am I going to do this with a straight face? She's 69. <laughs> I'm 69. Tomorrow, I can't do that with a straight face. Jeez. Happy 69, Mum. Anyway, Greg from Leighton Buzzard. Now the magic is hello, gone. Hello, Ian. And hello, Catherine. Yep. Yes, hello. Yep, 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 yep. Right. Something which I learned from YouTube. Here we go. Oh, yes. I learned what a Chapman stick is. A Chapman stick? Yeah, I thought you would know this. It's. Yep, yep, yep. We know, so it's, we know what a chapstick is. I'm just going through it. Chapstick, of course, chap lips. Chapman's. Chap, chap. So, but Chapman's yeah. stick. Oh, I know what it is. Is it a stick, like a walking stick, but then you, no, it's a hunting stick. I tell you what I bought, I've got in the boot of my car now. When I went to the boys' football match at the weekend, a couple of the parents had these sort of bags with them. And I thought, what are those bags? And they pulled out of these bags, camping chairs. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, got my phone out, Amazon, in the boot of my car now. Every time I go to any kind of sporting event, I'm taking a camping chair, I'm sitting down, there's a drinks holder in it. I am sorted. I'm the coolest dad. I'm the least cool dad. I don't give a stuff. A Chapman stick. Catherine, what do you think it is? Um, a Chapman stick. A Chapman stick. A Chapman stick. Is it something to do with... Mm -mm -mm, marking out... Okay, well, what what is it then, please, Greg, from Leighton Buzzard? Well, last time I was going to 
I phoned you last week. I was going to say about a, my local band, which is rather a famous band. Kajagoogoo. Shawadi Wadi. There you go. Shawadi Wadi. Uh, no, it's Kajagoogoo, but... Yes. See, the bass uh, player... Nick, Nick Beck, Beg. Begs, yes. He she, he, she's destroying you, Gregs. She's destroying you. I know him a bit. <clears throat> well, I used to go to church with their keyboard player. Yeah. Oh, they're a Christian band. No. Well, yeah. Um, well, Stuart, their keyboard player, used to be a big... I'm going to be burning all of my Kajagoogoo records. Anyway, Come join me, Satanists. Yes. Chapman's Stick is a kind of guitar. It's a very strange-looking guitar. And Nick Beggs, the bass player from Kajagoogoo, he plays it really well. He's like a master of it. Well, what but is it? You've strange. not... You've described it. No, that's, um, a, that's just being an idiot. That's, what are you doing? Tickling the fish? Playing a Chapman you know, stick. The, the main arm of the guitar. I'm not yeah. very musical. No, you're using very technical the, language here. The main arm of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Then you've got the sort of the body of it. Oh, I've seen that. I've but seen one of those. One it's it's, a, a, it's a guitar for idiots. It's one big stick. Yeah, it's a stick. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those. Yeah, I only learned that last week. Here we go. And this, well, is, this is what a guitar, a Chapman stick, sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. And please welcome the Chapman... <laughs> Doing the lips. <laughs> the guitar face. It's a guitar for toss pots. It's a guitar. <laughs> huh? Right, I've got another question. I learned this today. Okay. Moving on. I'm listening I'm listening to you, Ian, from about 12 years ago on LBC. Oh, okay. Lord. You, okay. Yeah. Right. Let's test your memory as well. I don't know what I did what yesterday, is, mate, so 12 years ago, I haven't got a clue. What is a technical term for a cat which has got too many toes? Ooh. Catherine? Polly... De no, we, I, I know Catherine knows this because we were talking about this the other day. They have them a lot in America. Yeah. Uh, Think of a flying dinosaur. Poly polydactyl. That's it. Thank well, you very well. much indeed, Greg. Uh, let's go. I've got my wobbly finger is um, something dactyly, I think it's called. Okay. Look it um, let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. How you going, Ian? All right? Very well, thank you. What have you got for us? Um... Just a question. We've got obviously you're a radio presenter, and I think oh. you find it very easy to talk to people. And on the radio, not in real life, I don't. No. That's something I've been struggling with recently. I'm finding that I'm just in at work, and I'm fine. Yeah. I know I'm. I'm, I'm doing. I know what to talk about. In regards to to social activities and stuff. I've got nothing to say. And it's oh, man. I totally identify with you, my friend, because I hate social situations. I avoid social situations as much as I possibly can. I do not know. I feel like, and I bet you feel the same, I feel like I missed the day at school where they taught everyone else how to do small talk. Because I can't yeah. do it. And I sit there and I watch people doing it. And I've tried and I think, 
I'm not interested in someone I've just met at a party. I don't really care what job they do. I don't really care if they've got kids. I don't care how long they've lived in the house. They, I don't, I don't care. So why would I want to ask those really dull questions? Yeah. Well, exactly. The only tip I've got, right, the only tip I've got is sometimes I am able to pretend that I'm really good at, uh, I'm one of those people that's really good at doing small talk, so I act. I, I think, it's, sometimes there are things I have to go to, and I think, right, when I get there, I'm going to pretend I'm one of those people that's really good at small talk. But generally, I can't do it. Kath's been at events with me where we've seen people on the other side of the room I know. Remember when we went to see that Laurel and Hardy film, Richard Herring was there, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, should we go and say hello to him? I said, well, I'd like to, but... I don't have anything to say. In the end, we compromised. As we were going out to get some air, we walked We walked via him so we could go, Hey, oh, Richard, hi, Richard, nice to see you. Hope you're well. This, blah, blah, blah. We're going out to get some air. So so that's it. I really can't do it in real life. This isn't real life. Talking to you now is not real life. This is a performance for me. Yeah. Why is it important for you to be able to do this, do you think? Well... I've, I've just started counselling because I've, I've had a bad breakup a couple of years ago and kids are involved. And okay, I'm sorry to hear that. And so I've been going through all that, go through all the courts and all that rigmarole and, and it's nice to come to a head where I've, I've just got to start sorting myself out a bit more. Would you say th- this is worse? Has this become a problem since the breakup? Have you lost your confidence? I. I was in a, an abusive relationship for six years. Right. And so I think that before that, I, well, I never even thought about it, so I don't know. But but you could do it before that. If you look back, say, ten years, can you remember yeah, being at, like in the pub and being at parties and stuff and being able to talk to the person next to you? Yeah, I right. so. Well, then it sounds like you need to rebuild yourself from, I'm guessing, a pretty low level in terms of self-esteem and confidence. And counselling would be a great way of starting to do that. A great way of unpicking six years in an abusive relationship is a long time and a lot of damage can be done. Um, That damage can be unpicked, but it's going to take quite a bit of work. But it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's my first one today, and it has made me think about a lot of things. And Good. Good. If he's, mean, if he's made you... Go on. Yeah, the, the way I've been dealing with it all tonight is work. I, I work yeah. 24 hours a day when, when and where I can. self-employed, so I can work. Well, listen, work that's kept you, that sounds like the, the working has kept you alive. Yeah. So that's great. That's that's that was your coping mechanism. That's great. That's what it took. Some people take drugs. Some people drink. Some people go to the gym. Yours was work. That's actually not such a bad one. It's kept you alive. Brilliant. Now with the counsellor, once you learn to um, trust the counsellor and learn to start seeing the damage that has been done, you can then start to let go of work a little bit. With, with holding work with your left hand, start let, letting go of that a little bit and start grabbing life. With the right hand. Yeah. You'll get there, man. 
but it will be hard work. You've not called me before, have you? I haven't, no. There you go. I, listen, that... I listen. I work a lot of nights. Yeah. I do listen to you. Well, no, but then the fact that you've had your first counselling today and you've called up a national radio station tonight to say, I really struggle talking, and you've been on the phone for just over five minutes talking and being talked at by an idiot, but, but, but <laughs> you, 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 the fact that you've done something is actually quite nerve-wracking and is harder, I think than having a conversation next to someone in a bar. I I think you should take the fact that you've called up to speak to me and Kath um, tonight, I think you should take that and put it as a feather in your cap and a sign that already, after one, your very first session, um, you're starting to make an improvement and change things. You should be proud of that, man. Yeah, it's, I say it's come to a head where I have brought sort sorting myself out for everyone else. And just, I don't know. You, you can do this, and I think you're, what you've said tonight will be an inspiration for a lot of people. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another couple of phone calls from, from people probably men, but maybe women as well. I bet we get another couple of phone calls tonight from people in a similar or who have been in a similar situation sharing their experience uh, and how they managed to, to move on from that. So I would suggest you keep listening. Um, well done for being alive and surviving that. And I wish you the best of luck with, with I don't know if the legal case is still going on, I wish you the best of luck with that. And I wish you the best of luck with your therapy. You can do this, man. Thank you very much. No. I will call again. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Calls like that really make me think a lot about where I am in life, and I know that they inspire a lot of people. So you don't have to thank us. Thank you for calling, and let us know how it goes. Um, Man. Isn't it? Isn't it? What, what, what a bloke. Hard enough coming out of a long-term relationship when it's not been abusive, right? Yeah. You come out of it and you think, right, who am I now? Yeah. Who am don't I? Don't you just. Yeah. Who am I on my own? How much of myself did I modify? What, what's left? But if you've been chipped away at for all that time as well, flipping out. That was this. incredible that you rang up. He's got this. He's got this. Um, we're taking calls straight to her. Let's do it until midnight, just to get a bit of a vibe. I'm always aware that when I play obscure Beach Boy songs, it kind of kills. The vibe heightens for me, but I'm aware that not all of you... Uh, uh, dig that. Uh, so we'll take calls straight to air until midnight just to try and, um, and, and breathe some life into the corpse of the show. Uh, 0344 If you, you, you can identify at all with that last caller, I'd be really interested to get your... Uh, 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 if you've lived it, if you've lived what that chap was going through, I'd love to know how you came out the other side and how you turned it around. If you just want to phone up and make fart noises down the phone, I, I'm easy. I'm easy. Just don't mention the B words, please. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. I wanted to call you with something that fits the sound of the radio station. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, free speech doesn't exist. Make America great again. Get Brexit done. Take back control. Now, positive vibes. Hit it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
Oh, I've just been reminded. Do you remember the Chunky Monkey song? Yeah. Chunky Monkey Licious <laughs> went to zoo looking for you and did a fine there. Remember that? Yeah. Bloody awful. <laughs> Sorry? That was a great... Did you ever play that song, Sam? Did I play it to you? Oh, it's a great song. Thank you for that caller. Uh, it's a great song. It's not all... You really think it's awful? Yeah. You lied to me then. I thought it was awful then. You told me you thought it was great. No, Here we I go. This is, this is a great I song. I never said it. Um, what's it? What's it? Um, well, I've typed in Chunky Monkey and it's, um, I've got mukbang videos. Um, I've got mukbang videos. I don't want mukbang. Um, what do you mean it was awful? You've really upset me with that. <laughs> I deal with it. You're a piece of, you're a hairy piece of trash. <laughs> Here we go. Listen to this. This is, this is a great, this is a great song. This is a great song, right? Hang on a minute. Sam's going to like this. Here we go. Chunky Mongolicious! Here we go. Oh, Chunky Mongolicious! BBC local radio. Now I know what they got. I went to the zoo looking for you, but what I did find, but what I did find was a couple of elephants and chimpanzees. That's what I did see. That's what I did see. Something seemed to catch my eye. Something seemed to dazzle them off. But chunky monkey. Eat this, Julia Hartley Brewer. Chunky monkey. Yeah. He looked at me with big blue eyes, and I couldn't help but see a chunky monkey. Finish coming up, big finish. I remember actually. 
Was you, might, you might be right, Catherine. Can we erase the last two minutes and 52 seconds of the show? <laughs> Dear God, this is Talk Radio. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Come on, guys. Let's, 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 can we get those? What the? What those things? You know the. Oh, the uh, defibrillator. Let's get the defibrillator out and put it on this goddamn piece of trash show, shall we? <laughs> Line one, you're on the wireless. Up your bum, Ian. Up your bum, uh, Up your bum. Uh, up your bum. Up your bum. Leave my bum alone. Ten uh, seconds. Can get that. Can get that guy back. Can get that guy back. <laughs> Welcome to the opening oh. service. The person you are calling is unable okay, to take your call. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, key hash at any time. No, mate. Up your bum. There we go. Got him back. Uh, got him back. That taught him a little lesson there. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Oh. The sun and planets are part of the solar system. Along with the planetoids, comets, and asteroids. If you really want to, you can name or list them. But there's one you should avoid. It's rude, it's rude, it's very, very rude to talk about Uranus, to talk about Uranus. Thank you very much indeed. Um, we don't need, we don't need that. This show is above and beyond childish humour. Bum jokes. Such as that. We don't do that. We don't stoop to that. Come on, man. We've got to turn this show around, Kath. We've got to turn tonight's show around. For God's sakes, this is good. This ranks as one of the worst shows I have ever done in 20 years of, uh, bro- oh, of broadcasting. This is an absolute stinker. Poor Pewee. It's Awful! It's terrible. We've got to turn it around, Catherine. And How we've got, on earth can we we've do got that? to turn it around. We've got to turn it around fast. Um, let's wait for another call. Yeah. What? What phone number? They know it. They yeah, but the thing is, they know it. We need the other one to know it. They know. We need the, the good one to know it. No, no, no. They know it. They know it. They know it. Come on, guys. Phone us up. Phone us up and save this goddamn big hairy piece of trash show. Crying out loud. Now, do the phones work? Yeah, they do. I've just tried them. There we go. This is it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here we go. Here comes the show's saving call line one. Good evening. Good evening, evening, Cass. And hello. This is it. This is the call that's going to save the show, the reanimator. You are Christ to our Lazarus. How may we help you, Master? Uh, I have uh, three things to discuss with you this evening. Yes. First, uh, you need a little slap on the wrist because you broke your own rule from the first part of the show. Uh, Parlez-vous français? Pardonnez-moi, monsieur. What What the rule is this? Uh, you mentioned both bees. No, I didn't. Barry Bullshine. Okay. That was going to be the call that was no. going to say... That, well, I got the wrong call. Yeah. Obviously, it's this one that it was going to be. Hello, line two, you're on the wireless. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. 
There we go. It worked. See? Now we're back in. What have you got for us, Catherine? So this guy's been on the run for 17 years. So oh, we still do it. Have we not done this yet? <laughs> I thought we'd done it. He said it. we got away with it, you see. Uh, okay, he distracts everybody. It's like the authorities in he's, China. He's put LSD in the world's water supply. They'd start talking about Song Jiang and then they'd get distracted by people saying... Song oh, Jiang? What's his name? People saying up your bum and, and the like. Well done, well done. I'll never forget once me and my friend Simon were on LSD. And we were, it took us a very long time to walk through some woods. And one of us said, wouldn't it be funny if this is what Nazis did to, um, like soldiers, when they captured English soldiers, they would give them LSD so that the English soldiers would try and escape. Then they get so distracted because they would see a tree and they would think it was a tree that was kind of at its peak and it was kind of leaping. The, the Nazis could just kind of walk around slowly and just go, oh, there's some tripping British soldiers. And then it got to a point where we go, oh, no. I think we are British soldiers and we have been, we are, we have been fed. So we'd stop and we'd look at like, you know, there was a lollipop stick on the floor and we'd look at that for an hour and go, well, what's that lollipop stick, man? What does that mean? And then one of us would go, oh, we're meant to be escaping from prisoner of war camp in nazi germany and we go oh no quick so then we'd walk on like another hundred yards and um we'd see like a really funny leaf and we'd have like an hour laughing at this leaf and then the other would go man the, the nazis are coming and we, we'd go like five steps and um we you'd see like a just like a dip in the ground and it'll be funny and that was the, that was our experience wow. Meanwhile, young me is at home. He's done it again. We forgot about this. Song Jiang, sixty-three, from Yunnan Province, broke out of jail in two thousand and two, and has now been found living in a tiny cave in the middle of a mountain range. That's not really freedom, is it? No, but that's that's how that's how you stay out. That's what Osama. Well, Osama bin Laden did that for a long, long time. Yeah, but he got flashy. Started doing videos. Started doing videos. Showing uh, off. Started watching pornos in a ranch in Pakistan. And we sent in the boys and we, we, we kicked his ass. We kicked Osama bin Laden's ass. Or did we? I don't think he even existed. I think he was made up by, um, by Europe. Okay. You ever seen him? I've, I've, I've seen him on grainy videos, yeah. Oh god, I've seen him on grainy, I've seen, have you ever seen Blair Witch Project? Doesn't mean it's true. Point proven. That was based on a true story though, wasn't it? Oh, you dickhead. <laughs> Go on, tell me about Sung Jim. Jang. Song Jiang okay. was serving time. This is this is he's a bad lad. Yeah, he was serving time on human trafficking charges involving women and children. That's out of order. And evaded. Can I just say, on behalf of the late night alternative, and on behalf of I would say forty percent of the presenters here at Talk Radio, we do not in any way condone or endorse human trafficking of children or women. Bad men. I can understand why there's there's a market, but women and children they don't have the rights, they don't have the power to say no to human trafficking. Um, so I would certainly like to say this show big thumbs down, big big thumbs down. What are you doing it for, guy? If you're human trafficking now, listening to this, come on, guys, let them go. If it's women and children, let them go. If it's men, they should have had the balls to escape. Women That's and children. That's victim blaming, mate. Uh, yeah, I am. Women and children, let them go. They haven't got the wherewithal to escape. Let them go. That's that sorted. Carry on with Sonny Jim. <laughs> Song Jang. Song Jang Blue. Everybody knows one. 
So he got away with it. I kept singing, hoping I'd find the tune, but I just couldn't. Couldn't find it anywhere. No. The LSD. Still the LSD. Jang was serving time on human trafficking charges involving women and children and evaded capture until cops revisited the case. In other words, stopped looking for him. Yeah. He didn't evade capture. That suggests they were looking after, looking out for him. I just forgot. I bet he could have lived in a in a duplex for a long time instead of being in a cave. Despite repeated attempts from police to find him, Jang managed to evade manhunts until officers obtained clues in early September. Clues. Do you think this is really, this is their report? What have you been doing? What have you been doing for the past 17 years? Oh, we were looking for him for ages. We were like, really ages, and then... Really ages. Yeah. Honestly, we weren't just sitting around doing crosswords and singing, um, Sunshine Blue. Here we go. Here we go, Sunshine Blue. Song Sung Blue. Song, I don't somewhere? think I don't think crosswords would work in Chinese. Of course they would. Well, no, because each character is a word. Some characters can be like a sentence, so you can have like it wouldn't a crossword wouldn't work. It'd be more like a word search. Hey, look at us! We're, we're, we're having crosswords about a crossword. Uh, crosswords wouldn't work in Chinese. Uh, Just like roundabouts don't work in America. Haven't they got one? They've got one in LA. Yeah don't work. It doesn't work. These clues That's led true. them to mountains in Yongshan County, roughly 230 kilometres from the prison he'd escaped. Unable to find him, police searched over the forest, which eventually Hang said... On, this is in China, and 17 years later, they found him 30 kilometres from the prison... 230. Well, you didn't say that. I did. You didn't say it clearly enough. I think you might have Great been Great show. The vibe really has picked up in the last four minutes. I think you might have been talking. I think you might need to... Oh, um, yeah, sorry. Sorry for talking on my talk show. Carry on. Listening skills. Yeah, okay. Uh, huh? mm? Apologies. They, apologies to all the listeners who have tuned in to not... to hear me not talking on my talk show. I would like to apologise for that. Sorry. Just don't talk for a minute. Unable to find... Just till I finish this story that I'm trying to tell you. It's an interesting story about a man who was uh, evading capture for 17 years and living in a cave. Not that interesting. I mean, you told a story about a plumber, so... Yeah, I did, and I was, and it generated a lot of phone calls. Well, I don't think we had any plumber no, calls. No, exactly. So we ain't going to get any phone calls about, have you ever escaped from a Chinese prison for 17 no, years? No, what have you forgotten about for 17 years, I was going to oh, say. Oh, jeez, I Call me now. 0344-499-1000. What have you forgotten about for 17 years? We have a phone call. Okay, ask the, ask, um, can you ask line one that question, please? Hello, line one. What have you forgotten about for 17 years? I like it like that. I like it like that. She's forgotten what she liked and how she liked it for 17 years. Ask line two the same question. Hello, line two. What have you forgotten about for 17 years? Hmm? <laughs> I, um... I, I don't know. You've forgotten. There we go. That's great. And let's try, if you ask line uh, line one that. Go on. Oh, line one. I've been waiting for you to call. What have you forgotten about for 17 years, please? Hello? I see. Forgotten. <laughs> forgotten. Hello, line one. Oh, hello, Ian Hawker. Hello. hello uh, it, was just, it was just to ask you a question. Oh, have please you do. Have you yeah, have I ever, ever seen the film Head? Mate, I've seen it about a hundred times. Oh, 
Because no, I've seen the film it, Head. I just find it that it exactly did it. And listen, of course, for those who don't know, the film Head stars the monkeys. I've seen, I've got it in all its different formats. I've got it with the Blu-ray, with the director's commentary. I've spoken to the monkeys about the film Head. I, uh, <laughs> I've seen it. I love it. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it for a while. I'll be watching it very, very soon. And um, why, but what can I ask why you caught, why are you asking me about that? I'm not just trying to be a big fan of the monkeys, and I just found out about it today. I'd oh. never heard it, so I was like, I want to see you. Oh, mate, go yeah, and watch it. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. Hang on a second. Stay on the line. Right. Could you tell engineering the phones aren't working? I knew it! <laughs> oh. I knew it! I had to wait for two lines to get full. Thank you, Andy. I had to wait for two lines to get full. We'll go to the break, please, Sam. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is not a sad song. A sad song. To sing when you're alone In a twill-clad song Yes, it's a glad song A simple tune that simply seems to make you feel good When you sing along Song, song, blue Every verbi knows one Oh yes, song, song, blue, every garden grows warm. Me and you are subject to the blues now and then. But when you take the blues and make a song, good Lord, you sing them out again. Come sing them out again. Will you sing it with me? Will you do it with me? Okay, real easy guys, real easy because I want everybody to be here, okay? Here we go. Song, sun, blue, weeping like a willow, sleeping on my pillow, let me hear it. We got ninth here in the center section. All right. Mayor Bradley, I see you out there. I want you singing. I want you singing. This is an election year coming up. Everybody knows one. Song, song, blue. Every garden grows one. Sleeping on my pillow, weeping song, song, blue. Weeping like a willow, weeping like a willow. Song, song, blue. Sleeping on my pillow. Jeff Wald, I want you singing too. Is Helen here, Jeff? Come here, Helen. You're going to sing it with me. Come here, Helen. Come on, Helen, ready? 
Come on, Helen, ready? Hi, beautiful. How you doing? Huh? Will you sing it with me? You're going to kill me for this? No, I'll come and sing in your show. Okay? We'll do it together, okay? Rose one. You know the words? Song, song, blue. Everybody knows one. Oh, yes! Song, song, blue. Every garden grows one. Oh, could you just plot from this? Song, song, blue. Weeping like a willow. Helen Reddy, thank you for being. Oh, oh. Henry Winkler, where are you? Come on, Henry. Come on, Billy. This is your chance. Come on, Henry. Come on, Henry. Come on, Henry. Here we go, Come on, Bubba. Let's do it, baby. Song, song, blue. Everybody knows one. Hey! Roger did. Do it, Roger did it. You know what you do? Will you do this for me? Do it like the Fonz would do it. How would the Fonz sing this song? Try it. Everybody knows dig it. Sun, sun blue. Everybody knows one. Yes, man. 
Seven minute version of Song Song Blue. Neil Diamond in his 1976 pomp. Love a bit of Neil Diamond. I miss Neil Diamond. So the phones don't work again. We've got two lines that work, but that's it. We'll stagger through the show. I'm beyond pissed off because it means me and Kath can't do what we want to do, which is we sit here working five times harder than we need to, thinking, well, why are we only getting two phone calls at a time? When it's the phones. So I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off with this. I'm not, I'm taking the rest of the week off. Because I just, there's no point in me coming in and doing a phone-in show without phones, you know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm taking the rest of the week off. We will finish tonight. And boy, oh boy, it'll be fun. But, um, I, I do not wish to come in any further this week until they get, they sort this out because it is pointless. So, if you would like to try and phone us, you'd be very, very, very welcome. Engineering ain't bothering to pick up their phone. Um, if you'd like to give us a call, 0344-499-1000. If you are on hold for more than two minutes, I would suggest that your call has not connected with the studio. And I would uh, ask that you put the phone down and then um, try again if yeah. you want. But if you don't want to call in, I get it. I get it. Well, I wouldn't want to call into a number that seems to have a... A twenty percent hit rate. Why would you want to dial that? <laughs> you know, why would you want to dial dial that? I'm really sorry, dear listener. It's not my fault. It's not Catherine's fault. It's certainly not Sam's fault. But it, this is preventing us from doing the show that we want to do, which is, you know, a late night load of nonsense where we take a load of phone calls. All right, once in a while, fine. You can put up with it. Every night, every night. <sighs> Let's go to line one. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, how are you? I'm pissed off, Paul. What you got for us? Well, I just wanted to phone in for a couple of things, actually. Go on, mate. I phoned in a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And, um, uh, I uh, actually asked you to get the, or uh, suggested you listen to the In Rainbows album. Oh, Did that you was you! Did you like it? Oh, brother! Wow, man alive! Do you know what? I've not listened to it all yet. I got to about track eight, and then I went back to listen to, what is track three? Is it Nude? Yes. I listened to that. And videotape again. But uh, I, I got, I, I parked up and, and parked up the other day just as Kath was arriving. I said, Kath, come, come and listen to this song. And uh, I put on track three and the first 30 seconds she's like, okay. And then about 45 seconds there's a bit where it kicks in and she went, oh my. Oh, I love it, mate. It's incredible. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, so that was the first thing that I'd phoned in for. Thank you, mate. The first two songs, I was thinking, well, this isn't really my cup of tea. And then when that third track kicked in, suddenly it all made sense, and it was it was achingly beautiful. So thank you, Paul. I really I really appreciate that recommendation. Um, well, the other and probably really the main reason that I phoned is uh, listening to the guy who phoned in about half an hour ago, the guy who'd been. Um, struggling to talk in social situations. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you can hear it from my voice, but I, I struggle in a similar sort of way. I can't hear it that. from your voice. No, you sound very confident. <laughs> you do? 
train. No, no, you um, do, and it's, it's, I, I often think a lot of this stuff is magnified in our own heads, you know, that the, we can hear perhaps our nervous breathing and maybe a quavering and all that, but other people don't pick up on it at all or as much as we think that they will do. Well, what he made me think about was, oh, must have been about nine months ago that I started counselling myself, um, and I thought back to that day when I had that, that first session and what it made me think about and the sort of things that I went through and thinking about how I am today. Yeah. I just wanted to offer my support to him, really, and just wish him all the best, all the encouragement that I could give him because, um, like you said, I hope he will get there. Um, it's not the same for me. It's not like I've struggled to talk socially since something's happened. It's just kind of always been that way for me. Mm. But what I have come to realise is that why should I change that for anyone else? I'm quite happy with who I am. I'm quite happy with the lot I've got. Um, there's no real need to try and force yourself in social situations if you don't want this it. This is what I. This is what I got. Um, um, uh, this is why I got picked on a little bit when I was in the jungle because people thought I was being quiet and um, I watched that. Aloof. I've always been a fan of yours, Ian. But right back to eleven o'clock. So hey, you're an old man uh, then. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't usually watch I'm a Slave, but. Um, Nor do I. Well, the, the wife and kids watch it, but um, yeah. But, but when I was uh, w when I saw you were on it, I thought I'd give it a go. Thank you, mate. But the, I got I got kind of picked on a little bit because I I would I don't like I didn't know how to make small talk with people. Certainly, people that were sports people, I didn't know how to make small talk with those people. I don't speak that language, and so they, a lot of them thought I was being very aloof, and I wasn't. I was just being shy. And it turns out I quite like my own company i like being on my own i don't mind it because i've got lo i've got loads of stuff going on in my head i've got little games going on i've got little thoughts i've got little adventures and stuff i've got films going on in my head i've got loads of stuff going on and i'm now at an age and a position in my life where actually i very rarely have to be in those situations where i have to make small talk i go to sports things with the kids but i tend to kind of sit on my own um i, I i've i've taught myself to um, it, say to other parents, how you doing? Is everything all right? How are the kids? I've taught myself how to do that. Don't uh, think, by the way, listening to what you were saying earlier about the camping chair at football. Yeah. That's part of it as well, because when, I don't know if you're the same, but I've got, I've got a lad who plays football. Yeah. And all the, all the dads all stand together in a group, don't they? Yes, there's a lot and, of that. Oh, I just, I, I couldn't, I can't bear with the small talk after about five, ten minutes of it, so. I got my camping chair so I could pog myself in a nice position, get my coffee out and quite happily sit there with my own company. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely fine uh, with that. And I don't, I don't care if people, I'm now an age, I don't care if people think I'm standoffish. I don't care if, uh, if, if people think I'm rude because I know I'm not doing it to be rude if that's what they want to think. I, I never forget when my kids started school, I guess, four years ago. And I was somehow, suddenly I found myself receiving loads of emails from dads, the dads. Um, asked, like, look, should we organise a curry night? Should we organise a, a beer night? Should we organise a... And I'm getting these emails thinking, Jesus, no, God, what? Uh, awful. No, you're dreading it. You I was dreading it. And they're nice people. Kind of you've got to go, but... Yeah, but, but, but here's the, I managed to get out of it because I would say, oh, I'm, I work, I work weeknights. They're always weeknights. I work weeknights. So then after a while, they said, all right, so we can include Ian. Let's, we're going to do one on a Saturday night. And I thought, oh man. And so I bit the bullet, Paul, and I wrote back going, look, this is great that you're inviting me. I really appreciate it. But honestly, 
I don't really like going out. I don't drink. My idea of, of a good night is sitting at home on my own playing video games. So I'm going to respectfully pass. Never emailed me again. And that was fine. I don't care. I don't know what they thought. I don't care what they thought. I know a couple of them were a little bit colder to me after that. I don't actually care. Mm. I, I, I think, of, uh, I suppose I wish I had the courage for that. Um, but when the dads are organising that sort of night out thing, and especially when you do that, like you say, where, oh, I'm not available this, I'm not available that. Well, don't worry, we'll organise it for this night then when you can come along. You kind of feel obliged, or I felt obliged yeah. along. Oh, there's a big sense of obligation, and I, but I, I called it out, and I, I, I kind of, because I thought this is going to go on for years, and at some point I will have to do it, and I really don't want to do it. I don't, not because I don't like them, they're nice people, but I certainly didn't want to go out with a load of men getting drunk, and, which was one of the events that was, was lined up, and, and I just, I just, as I get older, I'm getting better at saying no. And I'm getting better and better and better at it. But, um, it's hard, man. It's real hard. Saying no is one of the hardest things there is, I think. Well, I'm, I'm just happiest when I'm at home with, 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 uh, my wife, with the kids, watching a nice movie. That's when I'm happiest. I yeah. don't need to be really having those nights out. I just wish people, I don't know, maybe did that a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you, hang on. You want to, you, you want to stay at home playing video games? Yeah. What, yeah. You're 46, yeah? You don't want to come out? No. I'm really happy staying at home, ordering a curry, ordering a pizza, having a bit of beans on toast and watching Netflix on my own. I'm happy with that. I'm not sat there, sometimes I'm, but generally I'm not sat there going, oh my God, no one's asking me out, no one's inviting me out. I, I like it. I like that lifestyle. You were saying last night that you um, started playing Grand Theft Auto, didn't you? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, GTA V, I think they call it. I've just started have it. You, have you only just started playing I've it? only just started it. I've just gone and pulled down the tennis tennis coach's house, but it turns out it's not his house. It belongs to a man called Madrasa, um, and I think I'm getting ready for my first heist, because i got I got to pay him a lot of money. Well, um, if you don't mind, just one like, final thing before I go. I'll find yeah. just a recommendation for you. I've been playing it um, for about six years now. Uh, but I played the online game with a few friends. Yeah. And all, the, you know, you can sit in the comfort of your own home. You're talking to friends who are completely like-minded. I'm sure you know this anyway. Yeah. But the online element doesn't have any of that and uncomfortable feeling, shall we say. It doesn't have the N-word being with the bandied with around, yeah. Um, and I w if I, I have a recommendation, I would advise you to get online as soon as possible and start enjoying that because you'll find it quite a lot of fun. Paul, thank you very much. I, I have played it online. Uh, unfortunately, some of the people I play it with online are absolute idiots. Yeah, Ollie, I'm talking to you. I'm joking. I, I like playing online with Ollie. It's fun. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, we'll the, the phones are held together with glue and uh, chewing gum and sticky tape. But let's see how we get on. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We have two lines that are working. We will struggle through to the end. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, that's you. Oh hi. Sorry. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, I haven't phoned you up in about a year, I think. Um, but oh, it's Erin. Hey, Erin, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, but I just thought 
I'd phone up just now. Um, Thank you. Because what uh, because what you were saying to Paul, I think, just really resonated with me. Go on. Um, um, I've I've just started a university mm. um, um, in my third week, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really having a good time. Mm. But like. I feel like I'm exactly the same as you. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just doing this is really, like... I can hear you being a little bit breathless. On the, <laughs> I can hear just a little bit, I can hear just a little bit breathy, which uh, I am I am interpreting, and because of what you're saying, about to, to kind of show me that maybe you're a little bit nervous about this. Um, so let me help you out, Erin. Are you suggesting, and you've reminded me actually, that my whole first year at college, I really struggled, man. I really struggled. Are you suggesting that it's hard to um, integrate at college? Um, kind of, yeah. And like, I'm, I'm making friends fine, and it's sort of all of it's good. I'm having a really good time. Yeah. But it's just, it's just the fact that I'm, I'm like you. I'm very much introverted and i i really like my own company yeah and like that is in that's not an issue i'm not i don't necessarily feel lonely or i just really enjoy that um and that seems to be that's definitely not the norm uh people tend to and look it's at definitely not no, sorry to interrupt people tend to look at those who like being on their own as being a little bit weird and um I think that's sad because it is perfectly acceptable to enjoy a quiet night in listening to some music and reading a book and lighting a candle and just and having a you know having a foot spa and just do it's nice to, it's okay to do those things if that's what is your ideal night, Erin? <laughs> Probably what you just said. There um, go. Just watching just watching some Kelly. I really just like watching the Kelly um, or just reading a book or. Yeah, music, whatever you just said. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I, I really like spending time with other people. That's, that, like, with friends, um, probably a small group of people, but I really enjoy that. But then I also enjoy just being on my own, like, in my own head, and it's just, it's just nice. And I think that's, that's quite strange, particularly for someone my age. Yeah, all right, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. She's saying it's okay for old people like me to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's saying, but for young, hip, happening people. Um, so is this your first year at uh, university, at college? Yeah. And, and so, I oh, said, so, so you, you's literally week three, year one. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But are you, um, but you are enjoying it? Yeah, I am, actually. I, I thought I'd struggle a lot more than I am, um... But yeah, it's just it's different. It's different. And I feel it? like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make time for me, just being on my own because that's important for me. If that makes sense. The first couple of months I seem to remember, and this is over 20 years ago. Jeez, this is 27 years ago. Flipping heck! Imagine we lived that long. I remember the first couple of months being really noisy being lots of things, freshers week, sign up for this, groups, oh, hey, I'm new here, what A-levels did you oh, do? God. Or it being really noisy. Yeah. 
it, 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 it settled down. It settled down and got into a routine and a normality and, and people kind of fell, fell away into their own groups and their own friendships and it gets more manageable. Is this the first time, um, that you've lived away from home? Yes. Yes, man. It's a it's a big one. It's <laughs> the whole thing is so daunting. It is, and you've been kind of gearing yeah. up for it for for ages. You know, for the last two years, doing your A levels, knowing it was hovering, but then it becomes very real, doesn't it? After the second week, when things start yeah, to yeah, that's it. <laughs> tell you what happened with me, I got ill. I got fresh as flu, and so this was still the time when everyone was going out, and I didn't really know anyone. So yeah. I'm stuck in bed for a, a, a week, no one coming round. Mm. That. that was bloody miserable, but picks up and actually it was a mercy i made friends with loads of people in the first month or so that afterwards i never saw again so yeah yeah th there's a couple that stick around but everyone's just really desperate to sort of sort of fit in aren't they in the first few weeks yeah exactly but i find it so hard to just start a conversation with someone yeah no. just, you don't know them and just sort of like i don't know i find that difficult Erin, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Enjoy it. And treasure it. Because like I say, suddenly I'm thinking, it's 20 years ago. No, it's not. It's nearly 30 years ago that I was there. It, it just, you know, this is an old fart talking to you. It just flies by, man. So try and savour um, every second of it. And um, I, I hope you carry on enjoying it. Thank you. Thank Th you. Thanks for your call, Erin. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Um, no, okay, now, Sam, are you unable to? I'm phoning back. Can't call out. Okay, we'll carry on taking calls straight to air. Being zen. I've had my little rant, played a seven minute version of Song Sung Blue by Neil Diamond. Now I'm entering my zen phase. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, is anyone the number for BBC London? Because I don't think they've got any gigs going. <laughs> I wonder if Duncan's got a holiday coming up that I could cover for, because their phone system works perfectly. Uh, there is, can we put this out there? Let's put this out there. Of course, it could be considered, no other show has this problem, right? All the other shows are very right-wing, very pro-Brexit, very pro-Boris Johnson. Let me just put this out there. We work for The Sun, very pro-Johnson, very pro-Brexit. There is a possibility that this is a deliberate attack. This is a deliberate attack from the powers that be, whoever they may be, to take this show off air. That is a possibility. That is a distinct possibility that, that Rupert Murdoch himself, I don't like that bloody show, we're going to if him up. <laughs> Okay. We're going to whiff him up bed. And Jerry, pass me the phone. <laughs> sure thing. From Texas. I'm from Texas. Sure, sure thing, thing. Sure thing, Robert. No, we shouldn't do that. We're going to have to get the sack and nearly <laughs> dump that. But I, I am starting to come round to the belief that this is a conspiracy. No other, pro no other show has the problem with the phones, right? No other show. I'm starting to come around that this is a conspiracy to get this show off air. Let's go to line two. Good evening, line two. Good evening. Uh, uh, can I just first of all suggest that you say, um, 
for a minute or so to get you fully into the zen mode. Hang on a second, he's absolutely right. It's exactly, it's exactly what we need to do is we need to just, we just need to chill out a little bit. We need to kind of get a sort of, uh, the relaxed kind of vibe going. Let's get some appropriate music. Hang on. I'm just a burglar. I'm not like a nonce. Sorry about that. Bit. Flipping heck, mate. <laughs> Killed the vibe with your bum hole. <laughs> I got a bit too relaxed. Uh, what um, can we do for you, Matthias Rose? Well, I've just been listening to about the, 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 the idea of um, being uh, comfortable and happy in your own company. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've kind of got the opposite of that. Um, although I have been very... I've kind of become a bit too comfortable, a bit too happy in my own company since yes. my idiotic divorce i kind of uh withdrew into myself and decided that you know i was obviously not worth knowing and i was in manchester for nearly three years and kind of made a couple of friends there but didn't really put myself about and i've just moved the last week to just outside nottingham and i'm really panicking about i've forgotten how to make friends i've forgotten how how you actually into inter, introduce yourself in company and I, I used to always be quite outgoing and quite um extrovert and i've realized that i'm not anymore I'm, I'm very much the opposite of that and i'm just really but are you talking I'm, about I'm making wider. friends where you work or just where you live well i'm self-employed so i oh. don't really have the opportunity to make friends where i work because i don't i don't you know i don't work in one place i'm a, a photographer and i go off and do weddings and stuff and it's not really you know, there's no opportunity to make friends no. through that. No. And I, I network a bit through, you know, I have to, to, you know, make contacts and, and, and I've got acquaintances um, in the industry and stuff. But I don't know anyone around here. And I had, I kind of had this fantasy in my head that I, I moved into a little house, it's all news, you know, it's all very self-contained. And I thought, well, you know, everyone will be very friendly and, you know, within a few days of moving in, there'll be people knocking on the door and coming in saying, oh, hi, you know, welcome. And, and you know, obviously that was crap. That, that well, I moved, happened. I moved to a little village outside Aylesbury, right? And I have no, I don't know anyone there. I, I didn't have any reason to go there other than I could, I, I just stumbled across it and I could afford it and it was only an hour away from my kids, yeah, right? Same. Now I've made, yeah, I know the old lady next door, Betty. And I know the guy next door, the other side, and his son. And then a couple of doors. When I moved in, I got cards. There's only like five houses in the street, but I got cards from everyone mm. and a card from the local church. And yeah. uh, at Christmas, I was invited for drinks two doors down, like Christmas drinks two doors down. And I was panicking and I was getting very anxious about it. And I'm embarrassed to say, Matt, I lied and I said I had a migraine. To yeah, avoid. See, that's probably what I would end up doing. And yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of angling. I, I'm waiting. I'm jonesing for those cards and the inv invitations and stuff, thinking that'd be great. You know, I'll go make friends and it'll be really nice. 
And I know that deep down, actually, when it happened, it, it, yeah. it, it happened. Yeah. I would just go, actually, no, I'm, 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 I'm out that day, and I'd move my car so the little car was away. I was going to move the car! I was going to move the yeah. car! I was going to go somewhere. In the end, I pretended I had a migraine, which is, which is, which is, 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 I was going to say it's terrible. It's not great, but it's okay. It was my survival technique. No one got hurt. Um, what, yeah. what I, what I, um, what I should have said, what I simply should have said was, when they came and invited me, I should have said, hey, that's really kind, but if I'm honest, I'm not great in social situations. It's not, please don't think I'm being rude, but those kind of situations make me very uncomfortable. I really appreciate the invitation, um, but I'm going to pass on this. That's all I had to say. And if, imagine if someone had said that to you, Matt. You go, oh, okay, fair enough. Someone said it to me. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's great. Thanks for letting me know. But I couldn't yeah. bring myself to say it. Um, and I have made no friends. I've made no friends in the area. I've lived there for a year. So I know people on the street. Say hello. Um, sometimes the guy next door, his alarm goes off when he's out and he asks me to go and look in his back garden, which I'm happy to do. Uh, yeah. I, sometimes I talk to Betty, the old lady over the fence, which is great. But that's it. I haven't got friends there and... I'm all right. My friends are Kath and um, my other. I've got a couple of other friends, and th that's all right. That's it. Yeah, I know, and I should be happy with what I've got, but I'm just like I'm, I'm worried because now I've moved away from Manchester, and I'm kind of you know, when I moved away from London originally, I lost contact with all the friends from there, and I've not stayed in touch with anybody from there. And I'm, I've, I don't know whether it's pride or embarrassment or what, you know, to reach out to people and say, oh hi, you know, remember when I had a couple bubbles by. Uh, with my soon to become wife, and we disappeared off the scene, and uh, she's um, no longer around. And you know, hi, how are you? And I can't do that. I can't. I can't reach out to old friends. I mean, I'm sure. I know deep down that if I did, that you know, two thirds of them probably would be like, "Oh, bloody hell, where have you been?" Yeah. You know, sort of thing. But I can't do it. Um, I, I bet they're wondering. I'm worried that I'll lose lose touch with the man you know, the few people I, I made friends with in Manchester I'll lose touch with them and if I don't make any friends here I'm just like wow well, 46 and uh, I don't you know if I'm fortunate I've probably got another 30 years or so I, do I want to be do I want to be on my yeah, I, I enjoy being on my own I'm quite happy to sit you know in front of my computer learning Photoshop or watching Netflix or whatever but just occasionally it'd be nice to get a, an unexpected phone call you know, fancy a beer um and I've got no one who can do that. And it's just like, how, how, do, I, how do I recapture that? And if I did have the opportunity to recapture it, would I, would I actually mm. want to? Would I be able to? I don't know. It's weird. It's, you know, people are weird, right? You know, we're all, we're all weird. We're enough. all weird, man. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, I don't really know why I called in. I just thought you know, I was listening and I thought I'd... It was a good call, man. Well, I appreciate it. It was, it was a really good call and I really appreciate it. Cool. Well, um, I listen a lot, and um, I hope your phone lines get sorted. And um, yeah, take care. Thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. Thank you. There we go. I said we get two calls on this, and we've had I think we've had four or five calls on this from people who all share um, uh, a similar thing. I think it's really common. It is right. If you're not part of a couple anymore, you've not got that safety blanket of going out and meeting, uh, going out just the two of you and meeting other people, or not meeting other people at all. You're talking about, sorry, I wasn't listening. You're talking about swinging? No. Okay. Just talking about going out. I don't fancy going out anymore. I used to be, Work uh, too hard. I used to be embarrassed about going out for a meal on my own. I love sitting in a restaurant on my own now. I've never been love to, it. I've never done that and I've never gone to the cinema on my own. Oh, I love it. You know, the fact that when we're at work, everyone else is in bed and when we're at home, everyone else is at work. I do feel like maybe I should do more stuff like that. 
go to the cinema by myself and stuff. Of taking my mum. So birthday today, she's 69. My mum's 69 today. Imagine that. Imagine your mum's 69. Stop it. Yeah. Imagine your mum, Sam, 69. My mum is 69 right now. Uh, we're going to go and see the Judy Garland film. Which I'm actually looking forward to. I... We're kind of bound by... Well, actually, now there are two screens at our local cinema you ha- that have wheelchair access. It was just one. But we, we're bound by what is being shown in screen one and screen three, I think it is. But uh, I, I'm quite looking forward to the uh, Judy Garland film. It's not a film I would go and see on my own, but my sister said, we've got this or we've got Downton. I went, oh, Judy, oh, Gar- no. Judy Garland straight away. Rennie Zellweger, isn't it? Yeah. What's her name? Br- uh, Bridget, uh, Bridget Bridget's Jones. Diary. And her big pants. I know these things. I know these Gosh, things. You really are down with the kids. Uh, I certainly am. Um, Pete says, I'm relating to so much of this tonight. I'm happy with my own company, except when I'm not. And I suddenly feel very lonely. I get the loneliness. So I end up bailing on a good half of the social arrangements I make. Um, yeah, I don't really make many social arrangements. Sometimes I, sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I feel lonely. Sometimes I'm getting used to living on my own. Which is great. You haven't really ever lived on your own, Never. Have you? I don't count the two years in the flat because I was like just, su- I was surviving. I don't count that as living on my own. That was horrible. That was horrible. Uh, it was horrible. A really, really horrible. It wasn't, even, it wasn't a flat. It was a horrible bed sit. Uh, it was, it was horrible. Most miserable two years of my life. Um, so I don't count those. Um, even though I, I lived in this, you're the, you and the coppers are the only people that came round to that place because I wouldn't allow anybody else to come. And the coppers came round because you thought I'd killed myself and well, you phoned them up. The signs were there, weren't Co- they? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so the coppers came round. Hello, line one, you're on the wireless. No, you bottled it. Um, so I, I don't count those two years. That was just like living in, in stasis. That was um, living in limbo. But what's nice is now is that you're living somewhere where you're making it comfortable. You're putting your own stamp on things. Yeah. You've even, I mean, your fridge is generally not very full, but the occasionally. Fridge is empty. You open the fridge. Uh, you pop around today and you open the fridge, and it's everything in there is off. It's blueberries that went off two weeks ago. It's a salad you brought around two weeks ago. <laughs> Chuck it out. The milk is fine. Um, but everything else, everything else is off. But you had a couple of weekends you where, you, where you cooked for yourself. What That's something. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I had, I had pizza on Saturday and I had Chinese on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Fine. Works for me. I'm living, <laughs> I'm living the old, uh, travelling the world via my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what thought? Talking about food. Talking about food. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Uh, good evening, Ian. Good evening. Good evening, line I one. I think I hear you as well. Hello. <laughs> What Hello. can we do for you um, tonight? I heard you speaking about uh, sort of being a loner and uh, hanging yeah. out on your own. I just wanted to give you and that uh, lady some solace by saying I'm, I'm somewhat the same way. Okay. When you say that lady, you mean Erin yeah. who called in. You don't mean Kath. Yeah. Yeah, go no. on. Well, t- tell us your situation. I don't get enough time on my own, to be honest. No, you don't. Uh, uh, you're mother, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell, yeah. us, tell us your situation. Um, I just, I've been this way for a long time, really, and I used to... Sort of think it was a bad thing, but now I'm sort of used to it, you know. Um, I just sort of um, chill out, listen to daft radio programs, and <laughs> you know, um, play things like Minecraft and stuff, you know. Now, can you, here's the thing: I don't get Minecraft. My kids, my youngest kid, and they both of them actually love it, right? And uh, we sit <coughs> and we watch a lot of um, Minecraft videos, right? Because they like watching these things. Mm. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I don't. 
Because it's not a game, is it? It's... Mm, not, you, not, in the, not the pure version of it isn't really. Because yeah. it's building. Yeah. It's, uh, it's having a bit of a second wind at the moment as well, Minecraft. But yeah. yeah it's, um, uh, it's one of those I think you go to jump into it. Yeah. Um, I think you're, it, it, and this is just a suggestion, you can ignore me. But if you did it on your, um, your Twitch, I think your fans would love it. Well, really? Just, but I don't get, cause it, it's all, I don't get how you craft and mm-hmm. how you make spells. Cause how are you supposed to know that to get, um, you need like, um, like magic sand from a cavern and um you need like iron and you need an egg from a demon and then that <laughs> makes like a, a a a spell book that will make swords fly how are you sp- and you but you've got to craft it on a magic table how the hell are uh, you supposed to know all those spells and crafting things see that's your kids have done the thing a lot of people do is they've tried to throw you in with the end game stuff too early you need to start from the top then you need to start with punching trees you need to start from day one Oh, man, and then you learn it all. Yeah, also crafting's been made a lot easier, because it does, it does it for you now. Oh. You have to remember how to craft. Oh, yeah. okay, because that was it. And what do you do, Charles? Do you mm-hmm. make beautiful worlds, or do you kill and torture villagers? <laughs> I, um, well, I play in the survival mode, which is, um, although I, I do play the creative mode. Survival too, mode I, is I, if I you die, think. that's it, game over, world lost, isn't it? No, no, that's hardcore that's mode. Hardcore survival mode, mode is just, uh, it's the pure version of the game, the survival mode. So you've, uh, you've got limited resources and you've got to go gather them. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you start on the first night and you've got, it's just dark out and you haven't got any items and you've got to sort of fend for yourself. Where do you stand on Roblox? I think it's sort of passing by. I think it's a younger person's game, but I've seen it. And I can, I get, I get it. I'm not one of these people who thinks it's just a rip off of Minecraft. I get that it's going in its own path. Yeah, I, I like it's it. Been out longer. Again, it's, uh, it's, it's great because the community makes the games. And I, tr- me and my yeah. boys tried to make a game, and after an hour we went, stuff this, man. This is way too <laughs> difficult. And you see some of these incredibly intricate, uh, Mad City is, is amazing. It's, it's overtaken mm-hmm. prison break, my boys were telling me now. Um, and, uh, adopt me. Um, my youngest was showing me adopt me the other day after we watched that video. Uh, it is, it, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, it is a contrast from Grand Theft Auto where you're going around. <laughs> You know, yeah. shouting the M word and MF and things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just wanted to sort of, uh, back your point up. I don't know who got derailed onto Minecraft, but there you go. That's alright. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Hey, listen, Charles, nice one. Thank you for letting us, um, right. sharing a yeah. bit of your story with me. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Bye bye. Um, this is Talk Radio. Let's take a quick break. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hello. This is Carl. Hello, mate. How you doing? Um, I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm 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 pissed off that the phones don't work, Ted. If you're still, Ted, there is no other My call. Hang on a second. Um, just Ted who's tweeting Sorry. me. If there's there is no other call showing up on my screen, so if you're trying still trying to get through, it's not working. Uh, go on, mate. What you got? Um, I don't know, man. I just got a scenario, really. A scenario, kinky. A scenario, yes. Well, next week, my wife. 
and my 16-year-old daughter and my 12-year-old son are going to Barcelona, but I'm not going. Oh, pourquoi? Yati? Right. Why? How many people... No, I'm just thinking, how many... Is that, like, you know, what do you think? I don't know. People say... Like, some people say to me, like, that that's... Why aren't you going, or... How oh. can you let them go on their own? Well, that's what I'm... I'm oh, asking no. you, why Why aren't you going? Uh, because I can't. Because I work. Because I'm working. Well, that's fair enough. But people say, like, how can you let them go, you know... How can you, you, let, how can you let a, a grown woman and, and two mature children go on holiday on their own? Well, well, what's, that's a dumb question. What do they think's going to yeah, happen? I know, but, oh, maybe it's where I'm from. I don't know. Okay. Okay, thanks. I hope we sorted that. I, I, I don't understand the Unless thing. Unless he's asking himself why. Well, I don't know. I thought people were... I thought he was cool with it and people were asking with him. If he can't yeah. go, yeah. then go on... I mean, my wife, when we were together, would sometimes go on holiday with the boys while I would work. It happened quite a lot and I would join them if I could and if I couldn't, yeah, fine. Yeah, when I, and I think when I was off on maternity leave with the babies, if I wanted to take them to see my grandma in, you know, Merseyside, oh. I'd go off for a weekend. Well, why would you not trust your partner? A trust, I put the word trust in there, maybe it is about trust. Maybe some people don't trust their partners. Um, and let's be honest, let's be honest, lads. When the old, uh, the old ball and chain is uh, away for a few days and the old kiddlywinks are away for a few days... We like to get the pizza on, we like to get the PlayStation on, and we like to get the pornos on. <laughs> God! Sometimes, sometimes. What's that, um, there's that Divine Comedy song, isn't it? Where, where, um, how can you leave me on my own? I like looking at pictures of naked ladies or something, you know. And like, yeah, there is, there's a bit of that. Day t you think, oh, I'm going to be good, and then day two. Mayhem. <laughs> That is, it is. I don't know, it's blokes. Not all blokes, obviously, but um, <laughs> fine. Um, Daryl Morris will be in in a few minutes for his show. Um, we're taking calls straight to air. We've got two lines that are working. Um, we can't call out, it would appear. Sam tried to call out and we had a problem with that. So we'll just take the call straight to air. As soon as I see Catherine's going to do us a nice little story in a second, like not a bedtime story, like a newsy story, but I hope you don't mind if if, if I see a call, I'm just going just gonna to go to it, Catherine. Oh, good. The, these, the, the callers have been so patient this evening. If, if you're ringing through now, I can't see anything on my screen, so put the phone down and if you want to try again, do, and if you don't want to try again, that's that. Boily. Boob boosting stickers. If you want to get that uplift without buying an expensive bra, yeah, or um, getting um, surgery. This woman um, has been talking about these sticker things that look like rabbit faces. Okay. Where um, do you stick you stick them on your, on under, your boob? Under your boob? Well, I'm not sure. Hang on. A mum of three was chuffed when she first tried out some breast-lifting stickers. Laura Matza, 33. Look, I've seen pictures of Laura Matza. She's got, she's got boobs. Yeah, she's had three children, she says, and her boobs are a little bit empty these days. Uh, but those boobs are pretty special boobs. Well, she said... <laughs> She said, I've got breastfeeding boobs that now resemble tennis balls in old socks. So uh, I she's purchased... exaggerating a bit. She's got cracking set of norks. <laughs> I got the delivery, peeled off the protective layer and lift up my meatless lost dreams of hope. Hold that thought. Let's go to <laughs> line one. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Carl again. Hello, mate. 
Yeah, I just um, realised what it was. Oh. Um, with my partner, because you said it was like about trust when I got off the phone. Well, I wondered if it was. I don't know. I, I was a little... I, no, I, I no, didn't no, quite no, understand no, no. What, the, what, the, what the question was, but go on. It's nothing, no, it's nothing about a question. It was just me, like, in a thought. No, what I mean was... Yeah. Um, my mum and dad were, like, married in 1970s, okay? Yeah. And they would never have done what I would, you know, go on the holidays. I'm sure your mum and dad were the same. Maybe not, I don't know, but... Minor. Um, Minor. Yeah, I get it, yeah, well, but times go. are different. They would never go on holidays on their own, and I was just thinking, is that my doing... In the, okay, in the or? 70s and 80s, you'd get you'd get two weeks holiday, or four weeks holiday a year, and you'd be able, it was easy to book that time off, and you could sync it up yeah, with your it partner. it wasn't just that, though, was it? Okay, okay. It wasn't I, just that, though, was I, it? Okay, what I was don't it then? think it was, anyway. What okay. else was it? Well, it was, it was like, that people were... I don't know, it just didn't happen then when I was growing up anyway. Okay. People right. didn't go, mums and dads didn't go on holidays separately. Okay, well then it's a terrible the idea 80s. for your wife to go on a, on a holiday separately from yeah. you. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, we'll stop her immediately. That's, that's a great idea, yeah. Oh. Okay, well done. We got to the gag in the end. We got to the gag in the end. Was that? Was that, was, that? It was a gag. Was it? It was, it, that was, it, it didn't go the way he wanted first time, so he came back for round two. Well, great gag. Excellent gag. Well okay. done. Okay. Carry on, please. <laughs> I've worked out how they work. Okay, yeah. so they, uh, here we go, here's a picture. You kind of put the face of the rabbit on over your boobs and then you pull Is up the stickers? ears. Yeah. Oh, uh, so hang on, so you stick them on top of your boobs and then pull them up? Yeah. Oh, so it goes under a, like a dress? A frock, yeah. Oh, it's I... basically sellotape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of started in the 90s when people started, women started using tape, masking tape to try and sort of sculpt themselves with varying elements of success. I did try it once, it just didn't work, I ended up looking like a triangle. Um, I got the delivery, peeled off the protective layer, <laughs> lifted up, my, also getting them off hurts, um, lifted up my meatless lost dreams of hope and apply the tit bunnies to both, they seem to work. She says, I went from Daisy the cow to Pamela Anderson in a matter of minutes. Wow. Sadly, her delight did not last long. No. She admits she ran into a sticky situation when the boob boosters started slipping off. The mum continued an hour into my outing at a very busy venue wearing a very low-cut top. Hold that thought. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hiya, it's um, Anthony again. Um, I'm doing really well, by the way. Great. Um, you just, you just started talking about golds and shinies and cods. So I'd like to know. Um, what? Um, I'd like to know. What are you talking about? You know when you got the Premier League cards? Sorry? You know the Premier League cards? No, I don't. Why? I don't want to talk to you again. If you've been on once before, I do not want you on my show a second time. Now put the phone down and never call this station ever again. He talk thought sport. he was calling talk sport. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean. That's what, I would never be that rude to a talk radio caller. I would never be that rude. But he thought he was calling talk sport. Line two, you're on the wireless. Then we're going to get the end of this story. Quite like those. You hate those. I like those. Guys. Go on, finish the story. Only because they're sneaking in the B word. Oh, is that what they're yeah. doing? All right, let's finish the story for... Daryl Morris comes in. An hour into my outing at a very busy venue wearing a very low-cut top, sporting two pushed-up flat caps, I began to feel loose. <laughs> wow, 
perfect on you. Looking like I had a stroke with one perfect looking shoulder oh, boulder. Oh, that's not nice. That's not a nice well, description. Well, here we like go. That. Well, this is her words. And the other looking like a bacon hanger. Nope, I don't know what a bacon hanger is. But I mean, okay. I'm guessing not the way she wanted. I tried to press it back onto my chest to reapply, but wouldn't you know, the sticker decided not to be sticky. I went to the bathroom where I decided I was going to have to take them off so I wasn't so noticeably uneven and let my nipple holsters just hang like a couple of monkeys off a tree. Except the left one didn't want to budge. This woman's like a poet. She is. She's like Betchman. Blogger, in it. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Peeling back the stickers caused her a lot of pain. But even though removing them caused the hair to be ripped from her skin, she got a stranger to help her reapply them. Stranger, you say? The passerby lent her the blogger some boob tape, which solved her woes. So do women carry boob tape? As if you're wearing it, it's probably advisable. What is boob, what is boob Double-sided tape? Double-sided sticky tape. And you put it under your boob? You, put, you can, like, either... You can you can get stuff that like pushes it up or squashes it down yes. or squashes them together, or you can get tape that just tapes your clothes to it. So if you're wearing a low cut top, it won't gape and show you. Um, Darryl, nips. What, do, what do you do with your boobs? I um, I have worn boobs in actually uh, when I ran the marathon. I did the London marathon, and um, because of the because of the chef. I did a bit of boob to end. The whole show has linked up. The beginning (laughs) to end has linked up perfectly. We talked about uh, nipples falling off during the marathon. Nipples fall off. There you go. They're sweeping them up with the detritus. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, they do. They fall off. I saw them. I was wading through nipples. (laughs) You see, it's it's almost we couldn't have written a better ending. Uh, You got fifty-eight oh five for your nipple talk. Oh crikey, that's still got that soon. Um, Okay, every Wednesday on the show we've got this new feature uh, where we're going to speak to somebody who's got an incredible life story to tell. Tonight, from about half past three, we're going to speak to the guy who used to run Southwark Morgue. 10,000 bodies, criminals trying to snatch organs, helping the police with some of the most incredible crimes, some of the most famous crimes throughout history. An amazing story to tell after half three this morning. Beautiful. Be listening to that. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kath. Back tonight at ten. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.